Shockcast episode one motherfucking hundred. Welcome everybody out there in internet land to the landmark episode, the big kabang, the biggest, most important event of your life. This is the Soxcast 100 hey there, episode. This is and it is brought to you, of course, by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, kill the non-believers. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> Welcome. That's about all the energy I can muster. Oh boy, for, for uh, we're in trouble then. For this, uh, we may already be in trouble. <laughs> and. The farts just keep rolling oh in, ladies and gentlemen, because Tinger Gemini is being very, uh, very generous in chat. So if you're listening to the archive, the fart noises are, uh, <laughs> those are, those are alerts and people receiving gift subs and people don't, yeah, just look at that, there's <laughs> oh, a, a fluffy dog just threw out five subs um at once that's a big five pack right there so um <laughs> thanks everybody for that um jesus christ uh <laughs> wow so yeah you're gonna be hearing lots of farts throughout the course of this thing so <laughs> let me go ahead and get into out of the way to my immediate virtual right my little podcast co- my little podcast host can't possibly be this cute oh <laughs> It's red. It's a good one. The farts just keep happening. And I keep getting farted over. It's great, though. It's fine, because we can still hear you over the farts. <laughs> As usual. As usual. <laughs> that's that's kind of my whole life. <laughs> red, are you ready for, like, the next, what, five to seven hours of your life? <laughs> Sure. You are? All right. All right. (laughs) To my immediate virtual left, no matter how you look at it, it's your fault he's not popular. It's John Fire. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? John. (laughs) I'm doing great. You're doing great? That's good to hear. We're (laughs) out to the beach, soaked up some sun. I'm ready to hang inside and out of the sun and do podcasts. Good, because that's what we're doing for the next five to seven hours of your life. Perfect. Um, Ideal. Sounds like, sounds like we're doing an anime episode based on those intros. Yeah, that's probably... I, I don't know if those were the first things. Well, it sounds like we're doing an anime series based on the length. That's the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> like, these intros aren't pre-written, you didn't plan okay? these? I, for... I don't pre-write these intros. They just come to Weird. me before we do this. Um... So, um, yeah, like, uh, everybody being generous in the chat, like, you're all great, and it's amazing, I, like, but we ha- we do have to do a podcast, so I can't just stop and acknowledge all of you all the time, but... It's a very you know, g- gassy audience today. It's a very gassy audience today, but uh, do know that any and all contributions are appreciated, and we love you all very, very much, uh, so... This is SoxCast episode 100, and today also doubles as the five-year anniversary of the first episode of this podcast going live. How fucking surreal is that? Very. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, did you at any point think that 
we would ever make it this far or um what like what were your general thoughts kind of jeez oh, going into I had, I had perfect faith from the beginning <laughs> yeah you knew that this day would come 5 years later right yep. you were just you were right there always on top of it <laughs> yep and well, I keep going I, I foresaw the immense um success the just sponsorships the yeah. sponsorships the sponsorships yeah. of course yeah, I mean that part where we became more popular than the McElroy brothers in yeah. pod, the podcasting field. It only took us yep. six episodes to be that popular. <laughs> I mean, Moon Pies just demanded you start talking about them right away. Yeah, it wasn't even like they didn't even approach me in a way that was like, "Hey, we like your show." It was more like they came to my house with a gun. Uh, they put a what? bag. Over, they put a bag over my head. They drove me out into the <laughs> middle of a cornfield. They took the bag off of my head. They showed me a hole that was about the size of my body, asked if I would like to become a permanent resident there or if I would like to continue living. And I said I would like to continue living, and then they told me I had to love moon pies for the rest of my life. So I love moon pies. Definitely love them. That was so visceral. (laughs) It just took me on a journey. Well, I'm a storyteller. I'm a storyteller, John. You know this. I feel like that's the heart of the podcast is the storytelling. The storytelling. Like, the, the, the narrative, like, we talked about it last episode, but, like, all the characters on this uh, on this podcast have kind of taken a, a, a very uh, <laughs> a very nuanced journey over the course of the 100 episodes that they've been in. You know, like, we've gone through good and bad, of course, and, you know, so you, we've it- all come out the other side much better people, I think. Yes. Is this the end of Soxcast Facer and what's next is going to be really different? Probably, yeah. Like, like what you hear next time, I don't even know if you'll be able to call it Soxcast anymore. I mean, John Thayer, you know, the the mantle of John Thayer was actually passed to somebody else, so... That's true. You know, Very yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't really like talking about that, though. I mean, I mean they're in a similar cornfield hole somewhere. Yeah, they're in really a similar cornfield hole somewhere. They, uh, they, did that, they made that permanent resident uh, decision. Yeah, I, You see, that former John Thayer had, like, a lot more um, integrity and wouldn't uphold the Moon Pie deal. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I just think of John Thayer more as a character concept than, you know, being tied to the original voice actor. <laughs> that's, my, that's my take, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope I can, I've managed to preserve the character for his fans over the years. Just yeah, it, make, it, it's like it's we're, like we're kind of going behind the scenes here. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's like MF Doom. Like he can just send people out like with the mask and do all the the DJing for him, mm-hmm. and he does that. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, I'm like the ghostwriter for Animorphs. Exactly. I, I hope I. I mean, you are literally a ghostwriter for Animorphs. I mean, yes, that's true. The ongoing Animorphs series. Yes, yes. You are part of the, like, extended universe, though. Like, the, the, the books that kind of, like... The ones that actually have, like, hardcore pornography in them. That's true. Yeah. Man, it was really weird when they adapted those for, like, the cinematic universe movies. <laughs> I, I'm surprised they got away with as much as they did. I know. I mean, they're still PG-13, too. I know. Like, Wow. Isn't incredible. it wild that there have been 30 Animorphs movies in the last 15 years? I mean, like since 2008? I don't know how you do it. Like, every six months, just boom, there's another. There's, there's, um, there's another Animorphs movie. I mean, I'm not complaining, it's great. I right, mean, right. Yeah. It's good there's for you. There's another your... Animorphs movie, they're fucking, they're turning into animals while they're fucking. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, 
And it's still... And then something traumatic happens just every time about the horrors of war. Like, it's pretty wow. wild. Yeah. Like, huh. And there was that... I'm weird... thinking... I, you see, I feel like I'm really in on this joke, but y'all were too old for Animorphs when Animorphs were a big deal. Yeah, Animorphs think... were a big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see, I think that's the thing, is I knew what Animorphs was, but I said, you know, I'm a fucking dork, but I'm not that much of a fucking dork. I mean, I'm actually it's kind of cool. John. Y'all know now because of the movies, but I mean back when I was a kid when the books were yeah. a big deal. Right. Y'all missed out on that. It's exactly like when you make Harry Potter jokes and me and Polly are like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's a thing I know existed. Right, right. I couldn't Except tell you, you a goddamn the, thing. You actually watched the Animorphs movies. And, yeah. and Rhett's actually seen Harry Potter movies, though. Saw, like, I saw Harry like one in five or something, and they were both bad. Like I, I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about Harry Potter other than that he's a wizard. It's good. It's trendy to say it's bad, but it's good. It's good. But isn't I mean, like isn't the author kind of like a dirtbag? Yeah, oh my god, she keeps getting worse. Yeah, I mean, she's crazy. kind of a dirtbag now. So yeah, I know she's, she's rich. She sucks, but still good. Right, 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 right. Right. <laughs> that good animals. So, okay. Okay. We got well, a long one. We've got a long going. one. We've got a long one. <laughs> Rhett's really got a long one. I'm talking about ah, Rhett's oh, penis. Calling back to the episode one. There's a callback. There's a callback. Somebody specifically asked about Rhett's dick jokes in an email. <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, we it, will, of course, be, me. in this episode, we will, of course, be hearing audio messages that were sent in by the lot of you. We have a lot of emails to get to, and we've got some call-ins from people that are more directly related to the show as well. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and start getting things under the way with our first audio message. This one comes from, uh, she's been here, I think, ever since we started streaming, uh, uh, the Sox cast on the regular. I think she's here for nearly every episode we do. It's our good pal Dances with Awoos. Uh, that would be number one on the audio files that I sent y'all. So, we're gonna have a listen to what Dances with Awoos has to say to us, your lovely hosts at the SoxCast in three, two, one, play. Hey there, Sox crew. This is Dances with Awoos here to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I've been listening ever since I met you all, and the SoxCast podcast has been my favorite place to get fart jokes and bad opinions on anime and video games ever since. However, I do have a major criticism I must make. I wrote a short essay on it titled, My List of Reasons Why Minecraft is a More Difficult Game Than Contra. And uh, it'll only take 12 or 15 minutes to read here, so uh, here I go. I have to start out this critique with a... Oh, no! Weird! It got cut off, huh? Wonder how that happened. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the kind words, Miss Awoos of the Dancer. That was, very, that was oh. very sweet, Heather. Thank you very much. That was very sweet. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Yeah, we're gonna be, we got a whole lot more of those in store, but we've also got, uh, fun call-ins. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like our first call-in is online yet. So oh that's, boy. so that's fun. <laughs> These always go as planned. Holy shit. So, what <laughs> I'm going to do is I'm gonna make, I'm gonna call an audible. I'm gonna call an audible on the field. 
And uh-huh. I'm gonna hope to God one of the other ones is on. Hey, the other one's on. Y'all, burn some time. Let me get this set up. Okay. Hi, Rhett. How's it going? How's your Friday going? It's Saturday. Saturday, John. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! You're off. You guys are off to a real good banter start already. Doing good. You're doing great. Listen, Don't that, let me stop you. That was all on John being like, "It's Friday." Like, hey, buddy. If it was Friday, we'd be at work. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. Very serious adult jobs. Yeah. Instead, we're talking about dicks and farts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that at work anyway, but... Yeah, pretty much. I, I want to do a shout-out to Sayara for the very good cover art being a PSO reference. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's that great, is excellent. Great, great cover art. Oh, that's very good. I just saw that. Aw, it has me at... Why am I, like, first and last name? How is that my branding at this point? I know, Polly. I literally said John Thayer is a character, not a person. See, I (laughs) think... God. I think that... I I, I think that, like, that's something that I've noticed recently, and I've tried to cut back on it, other than when I'm introducing (laughs) you for the podcast. So I have actually consciously made an effort to stop calling you John Thayer all the time. (laughs) I think it's very funny. It is funny at this point. I don't point, think but it's, it's working. But you said that it's also like like you're being scolded uh, <laughs> by 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 your mother or something just because it's <laughs> John Andrew Thire, John Polly, Mackenzie Thire. Your middle name is not Andrew or Mackenzie. I don't think <laughs> neither of you know my middle name. <laughs> Our guest I is thought like, your middle yeah. name was the yeah, John the Fire. <laughs> that makes that makes all the fucking sense. Uh, thank you again, all of the fucking subs that are coming. I will in. not Jeez. acknowledge Okami Maple. I don't care how many times you mention it in the chat. I will not <laughs> acknowledge Okami. It is out of my out of my range of life. Be gone, <laughs> Spectre. Damn. Damn. Not really? you, Maple. Okami. The specter of Okami can be gone. Right. Weren't right. you like the perfect age when that came out, too? I think yeah, so. and then I bought That's it, and I played like 20 minutes, and then I stopped. No. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Our first guest is coming in. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Let's see if we can get our good pal, Beefner, Hello. on the line. Hey! Hello. How's it going? I'm I'm well. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing a podcast, and I had to do an audible and call you in first. Hey, nice. it's a Colin. Colin. Yeah, it's it's Colin. Oh my god! Colin, it's uh, a Colin. Colin. Boom. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we've uh, called you on this podcast today. Because you are our, you you are the official podcast fourth. Even though we've like like, have we ever had a reason to, to need a fourth? <laughs> I I mean, more people talking to stretch it out to five hours. You know, and that could always be a good thing. Right? It could always be a giant bomb. Oh, I feel like I can only be. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! A fluffy dog threw five thousand bits at me. Sorry, I uh, saw that. I just now <laughs> caught that. Time to be mean about Akami. After that, <laughs> are they kibbles and bits? They are kibbles and bits because it is a fluffy dog. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how, how's it going? You are part of this dynasty, whether you want to be or not. Um, 
just by virtue of having the uh, the, the unfortunate luck of befriending myself and many of our friends <laughs> they, here. They can't the- seem to make me go away. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to go away. A fire hose was involved at one point. <laughs> Yeah, just I I mean Anna just would not go the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so, um uh, our uh, you know we kind of like we, we have our call-ins for this episode because we Oh my god, the farts keep happening. <laughs> Thank you for the sub that one nice guy. Um So, uh what do you want to talk about, Colin? Um I have a summer cold. And I don't oh, like it. Oh God, those oh, no. suck. <laughs> so, if you couldn't tell by the uncharacteristic crappiness, uh, yeah, instead of sound... my usual dulcet tones, uh, yeah, you sound like absolute dog shit. And I feel bad now, having brought you on. <laughs> that was the idea. I, I wasn't gonna like back out or say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> I might be feeling a little under the weather." And you did calling that in one, on the you... podcast may not be. Didn't this literally, idea. Didn't this literally happen one other time that you were going to come on though? That like it was another big call-in show, and then you got sick and couldn't make it. Yeah, pretty much. I think it was like was that was that the tenth anniversary show, or was that something else? I'm thinking of. I mean, I don't know of any other say? big call-in shows. There were at least two others. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there were. Oh, there, what was uh, that? What was the what was the uh, the um, premise of the last call-in show? The yeah. last like seven-hour show. Well, it wasn't a six or seven-hour show. It was like three or four hours or something. But I know we did like three or four call-ins for that too that were scheduled. Uh, and I think that Colin had to back out at the last minute because he had a fucking summer cold, and now he's got another fucking summer cold, and he's decided to ruin yet another episode of my podcast. <laughs> it's a psychosomatic <sighs> reaction. Oh, to the call-in shows. <laughs> call-in shows. Fuck! I need to get sick. <laughs> running around just doing everything he can to get sick he's just dousing his head in water sticking his head in the freezer for 20 minutes at a time praying so, so it, it really sucks because I've been trying to get like back into bicycling as mm-hmm. you know a means to not have such a shitty physical personage right like try to get <laughs> into shape that. somewhat <laughs> and um then you know this hits me like a fucking truck so it's like well okay time to you know, put on a bunch of pounds and lie around like a slug. Oh my! God. <laughs> that's and that's and I imagine that's probably been your your last few uh, days. Then has just been kind of like laying around, feeling like an awful piece of shit. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I mean, more so than normal, but now it's like you know <laughs> the post nasal drip. Like I've had to wash numerous pillowcases. Um, Oh no! It's it's so fun to be me right now. Um, I'm just sitting oh. here drinking my tea, channeling, channeling my inner inner John. Damn. Um, you can't you can't, uh, but I mean you can still play contra hardcore. I'm probably I'm probably gonna go jack off to a fate dojin after this. So. <laughs> mood. <laughs> Hashtag mood. The most relatable of moods, right? <laughs> Who on this podcast hasn't? Uh, let they who have not. That's uh, the first stone. I like, I like the girl with the boobies in, in the swimsuit. <laughs> that's not very specific. That's, yeah. I like the one girl that's got a dress that's barely a dress. It's more just like, hey, here's some strips of cloth. 
and oh. they're, they vaguely cover her naughty bits. Uh, I, I like the one. one with the butt window. Which one's Nero. the one? Oh, well, John knew it right off the bat. Nero, N-E-R-O, not the one that's like Nervinsker. Nervinsker, yeah, N-R-V-N-S-T-R. The one that's just Nero. Now you're naming Kingdom Hearts characters, John. No, where's the X? There's not an X in that name. The X is silent. It's like French. Oh, I am paying Oh my up. god, Nero's, Nero's Heartless would be... Nobody would be Xerox. <laughs> Son of a bitch! No, there's no... No, there's no... There's no N in there. God. <laughs> Don't you dare combine Kingdom Hearts and Fate. Jesus if, Christ. No, if I have Christ. a coughing fit, I'm not muting my mic. Don't... <laughs> like, that would be way more entertaining, because I would rather... I would rather laugh at you coughing yourself to death... Xenon. ...than not have That's it. I would rather listen to you cough yourself... Nope. Cough yourself into your grave, then listen to John talk about fate. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> God, Colin, I'm so sorry that we managed to like you know bring you on and have you feeling like total ass. Though uh, I won't keep you any longer. Well, uh, somebody had to cover for um, the the previous missed guest. Yeah, yeah, but hey, you know what? You did good. You're you're a really good substitute friend. You know that you're just I'm <laughs> like that like that Jerry Cantrell song. Which one? The he he had more. I the only like wait 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 the the, the boggy depot um I cut you in and I can't sing now either so oh like the only the only solo Jerry Cantrell song I know is Psychotic Break. Oh okay. Well, and I, anyway, I think, I think that's from his second album. Yeah, he had two. I didn't listen to the first one because I I think I heard that Cut You In song and thought it was terrible. But then the second album, it's a little heavier, but it's really repetitive and boring. Uh, yeah, you know, so songs that weren't good enough to go on regular Alice in Chains albums. Right, right, right. A lot of people would say that's basically modern-day Alice in Chains as well. No. But, I, but I would disagree because I think that they've put out some really good stuff with William Duvall. So that's just me and my controversial fucking opinion. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go ahead and we will let you off the hook. Uh, I appreciate you being a good sport and coming out anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just want to say, like, you know, five years, um, congratulations. You know, that's more dedication than I have to put into any project <laughs> as uh, fans of my ill-fated Let's Play career will tell you. <laughs> I, that still makes me sad, though, because I like your Let's Plays and I still rewatch them. So, who on this podcast doesn't have an ill-fated bot or let's play career? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because like those things were like once fun to do and like yeah. a cool hobby, and not just feed the YouTube commoditization of creativity machine. That's that's Pretty why. Much. That's why you follow my example and just do one a year. Because see, like last year, go. see, like last year I, I did a Rolling Thunder two, and then late I in the year, and then late in the year I did Neo Contra. I guess I gotta do my one then before the year's out. Yeah, there you go. You do one. Like, I've already got one planned for the end of the year that I'm probably gonna Fantasy do. Star 3. No, fuck uh. no. Ain't nobody playing that. <laughs> I would play that game just to, like, see the cool John Cena sprite that they have, and that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one you're you know talking about. You know which one I'm talking about. Yes. I, I feel like a, a positive connection to any game where the final boss is inside a treasure chest. Right, right. But that's, that's too. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's two fantasy star games that do that. It's like it's a, it's a running motif, right? Yeah, but it's like not that running. It was kind of like a awkward stumble mm. of a motif. 
That, 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 don't, spoil, don't spoil it. They do it in four. I don't know yet. I'm about to play it. Uh, I'm skipping three. I think your Gemini wants to know when to see the Contra Adventure. I tell you what, I have a copy of that game, and I have tried so many times to play that game. I can't even stand that game with cheat codes. I just oh, can't. Man. Is that the PS1 one? That is the second, second one. PS1 that is okay. worse. It's worse, worse than Legacy of War. It has awful behind-the-back 3D oh my God. stages. Like they third. looked at that first one and said, "Okay, guys, how do we improve this?" And they made it worse. No, they looked at it and said, "How can we make it worse?" They, they didn't, <laughs> and they try. succeeded. They very much succeeded. All right, let's let's play one. I want to learn about that game. One is really good. Cool, it looks uh, really good. But I'm gonna go ahead, uh, Colin. Again, thanks again for coming out. Again, I, you were a good sport. It's always it's always a good time to have you on. So Aww. even even if you're feeling at your worst, it means a lot to me that you came out and I got to hear that lovely, even if it's kind of raspy and awful at the this moment. Is my, this is my Tom Waits voice. There you go. <laughs> See, like you could at least go record an album like that. Just get you a, an out of tune guitar, play it badly. <laughs> Maybe even smoke a couple cigarettes to kind of give you a little extra gravel, and you're good. That, that's what I'll be doing in the bathroom after I get off the call. Right right after I jack off. <laughs> right after jacking off. Like, like which uh, fate dojin are you jacking off to? Uh, just just for our view. For, which for our character? Just yeah, which character? Which character? Um, The one that eats the fish. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have a good evening, sir. Uh, later you. Later. Oh. There we go. All right. See? Worked out just fine. <laughs> how how funny clean... that that meme gets brought up, because I just keep bringing up fate until you all like it. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, I do believe that we have uh, some emails to get to, and I do believe... That's the email jingle. Who's I've got, got number one. Who's got our first email? Right. I do. Give us our first email. Who is it from? This comes in from Tengu Gemini. Oh, hey, I know that guy. I've seen. I feel I like read. you should I feel probably like know most of these people. I feel like I've seen his name a lot pop pop up a lot tonight. Oh, all right, <laughs> Do a good job, Rhett. Don't okay. fuck this up. I won't fuck this up. Congratulations! <laughs> oh fuck, I fucked it up. Damn it, good Rhett. job. Good job. Okay. Congratulations on making it five years and one hundred episodes. It is finally time to reveal the answer to the most important question ever. What is everyone's favorite cold sandwich, and what is everyone's favorite hot sandwich? Woo. Woo. I don't. I don't eat cold sandwiches. That's a um, I like a. I like a toasted salami, um, on just cheese with jalapenos on it and spicy mustard. Oh man, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's I eat them all the time. It's great. Uh, I got. I, I have hot and cold sandwiches that I like. Uh, a cold sandwich that I like. I don't really know if there's a name for it. I just make it. Is uh, I like. like Ham, turkey, roast beef with a spritz of Italian dressing on any nice. ki- on any kind of bun. Nice. Any ki- not on regular bread. I don't like it on regular bread. It doesn't quite work. But if you got a nice a nice toasted bun, throw all that on there. Like yeah, that little bit of Italian dressing, just a spritz. Not like you don't go crazy with it. Just a, just not to moisten it up a little bit. You, yeah. need, you can't have a completely dry sandwich. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, as for warm sandwiches. Um, there's this place that I used to eat at, and they made something called a pubwidge. And uh, I make a version of this now, which uh, you'll notice a, a bit of a theme as it relates to sandwiches. And that, like, they all all of my favorite ones, they got they got ham. 
They start with ham. <laughs> Ham's good. Ham's yeah, good. and this is just like, and this is like, um, yeah, you make a pizza crust, and then you cut it into wedges, and then um, you throw some ham, tomato, mushrooms, lettuce, and a bit of a sriracha aioli on top of all that, and then smush it together, <laughs> and then you cut. Yeah, there you go. It's real fucking good. That sounds really that, that good. Was, what about you, Rhett? You got a you got a you got a cold mm-hmm. you got a cold and hot sandwich. Kind of. What you got? So, you got? Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, y'all put meat on everything. I <laughs> so yeah it's little, yeah. It's a little harder for me. Like, dude, uh, I favorite. put I put ham on top of ham. I am ready. Let's go. <laughs> so, favorite cold sandwich would be egg salad. Ooh, like, like those. Yeah, Very, pretty simple and easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for hot sandwich, like. Kind of scrambled egg on a on an English muffin, kind of an egg McMuffin thing. Fuck yeah. Like, but like you literally can't get them anywhere because y- y'all put like sausage on them. Yeah. No matter what. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Oh, good. So a good egg on a egg on a sandwich. Man, like a burger yeah. with like a big. Damn it! Sorry, Rhett. <laughs> just, just like. Right. Just a I didn't up. even register that as me because I just eat veggie burgers. So. Oh, there you go. See, veggie burger with a, with a, you ever a big try old fucking egg on it. Yeah, you I've ever... never tried that. Dude. That interesting. Dude, like, I, I love me a burger with a fucking, like, a, a, a soft egg on top. Just, oh, my yep. God. Oh, where the egg pops open yes. as you bite into it. Yes. It gets everywhere and <laughs> just runs down your face. John pretends it's, <laughs> John pretends that he's biting into the neck of a woman. Specifically, a woman. Why specifically a woman? Because it has to specifically be a woman. Okay. Uh, I would, question. I would question ask a gentleman. I mentions, "Hey, egg salad is my f- favorite as well." Exactly. So I win. Good. I win the question. You actually won. You actually won. Nice job, Brett. It was. It, we didn't know it was a competition, but yep. you being the competitive, I got the answer right. Yeah, you literally are the most right. Congratulations. They're all in order. Everybody, please give it up. Give it up oh, for Red over here. <laughs> Mr. Right. Mr. Right sandwich. I hear somebody not clapping, John. Yeah, oh, John. I'm sorry. I was, I was still thinking about next. After, <laughs> after five. After five, after yeah. I would let John to bite directly into my neck. Thank you, After Five. Duly oh. noted. Do you well, think he tastes like egg? I, hmm. After Five, do no. you taste like egg? <laughs> Probably Does... more like raw pork. Red, don't you know about anything about... Never mind. <laughs> God, you'd think, you'd think Red has never eaten a person before. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> Damn, he even gave you the smiley face there. It wasn't the winky face, so you know he's serious. <laughs> Damn. That makes it more powerful. So you know we're running the, the, the podcast marathon tonight, right? And that yep, means, so and you know what that means, right? On top of all this guest shit, we're going to do our own shit, too. Not a whole lot of it. Not a whole lot of it, but I think that I thought it was important that if we're gonna we're gonna run this thing to as far as we can go, we might as well fucking go as far as we can go. Um, <laughs> hey, guess what? I watched an anime. Fuck oh yeah! Oh my god, I know what this is. Woo! Woo! Somebody finally did something that I did, and we can actually converse about it. Hey! So I feel I have to give a little bit of a preface before I mention it. Oh. Is it problematic? It's a little bit... Well, no. It's not problematic in and of itself. It is the person who created it is a bit of a problematic mm. asshole and not a good person. 
It's okay. it's one of those things. It's where it's like, you know, like, hey, you know Dragon Quest and how people like that? Yeah, well, the composer's kind of an asshole in a lot of the worst possible ways. That's kind of the same with the creator of this next thing that I'm about to talk about. How do y'all feel about Attack on Titan? I like it. It's good. So I, yeah. watched, I watched the first season of that uh, this past That's week. That's as far as I got. And, yeah, you're, uh, you're caught up with John now. What? There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, this was back in 2014. It doesn't really feel that long ago, but it definitely is because I, God, time's weird, huh? I know. Time is weird. It just keeps going. Like, before you know it, you're hosting a podcast for five years. How the <laughs> fuck does that happen? Oh, I wonder if I talked about season one on the podcast back then. God, I don't think so. I don't even, like, I only remember this show coming up. Like maybe seasons two and three, yeah. And was uh, that the show? The podcast started after. Uh, that's probably what it was. Podcast started before my marriage. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Lasted longer. <laughs> Which lasted longer, the podcast or your marriage? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so, Attack on Titan. Probably. So Attack on Titan is one of those things that I gravitate naturally towards, which is the end of humanity. I'm weird (laughs) like that for some reason. It's like I've got a fetish. It's like I really love the idea Mm. of humanity almost being on the brink of... Getting eaten by giant titans. Yeah, I get it. John is here for the vor aspect. John is here for the vor. It's... And it's hard vor. It is really (laughs) hard. It's not. It's not soft bullshit. They are biting in and biting off limbs. There's digestion on screen. It's brutal. Titan takes a shit, and you see something. No, actually, that doesn't happen. Well, kind of does. Kind of does happen. It kind of does happen. Oh. So, There's a lady like sinking into the digestive fluids, oh, like yeah. while murmuring to herself. It's a, it's a little, it's a, you know, much as I love the idea of 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 humanity uh, ending and stuff, the way that it's ending in this particular show is just a little terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, the titans are made to be like the titans as discomforting as possible. Yes, see, yes. like I exactly did not, they do. I did not realize how absolutely terrifying I would find the Titans to be until I saw them in motion. And there's this lack of actual, like, human thought that they possess. They don't have that, but then they're wearing these expressions that... Yeah. Like, it's so weird. It's because they're not acting in a way that presents the emotion that they are presenting. And it's so... (laughs) It's so absolutely fucking just... It's diabolical and scary, and I think it does a real good job of, of, of making this end-of-the-world scenario really work. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Um, does anybody have any issues with, like, the characters, though? Oh, there's one specifically that because, I bet you're about to mention. Because, uh, one, I cannot stand the main character at all. Oh. Like the protagonist yeah. the protagonist is completely and utterly just like Shonen trope. Yeah. Like I, I found him funny for how over the top he is about I hate Titans. He fucking yeah, hates Titans. Like, the, the degree to which he hates Titans like this show I think suffers a bit from its shonen trappings. Because I know that that's sort of where it got its start is a shonen magazine, I believe. So I think that, like, in order... Like, I feel that this story is more mature than a shonen 
like trapping mm-hmm. should be able to present it, but they're still trying to do it anyway. So they're kind of shoehorning in that the, those little shonen elements to kind of make it, you know, like the the main character being angry and I've got sheer force of willpower. He's so fucking mad. See, see, that's the thing. I've seen past this, and I obviously don't want to spoil things. He calms it down a bit. Like he does go through growth, but not really in season one. Yeah, like and 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 I felt that like there 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 was a thing that happened. Maybe I don't know. Hey. I think it's okay to talk about a five-year-old show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a new type of Titan appears. So I'm a little after the midpoint of this show that is a, is a woman. And um, she has a very fit. fucking familiar hairstyle <laughs> and very yeah. familiar facial structure. And it takes everybody in this goddamn show nine fucking episodes <laughs> to figure out who it is. It drives me mad. Just like, what the fuck? And then, like, finally, they're they're sitting at a meeting one night, and this character goes, you know, that female titan looks an awful lot like this other person we know. And I just wanted to put my fist through the goddamn <laughs> screen. <laughs> like, I sent Rhett a message. Like, I screenshotted that oh, moment. fucking with me. <laughs> and it's like, are they fucking with me now? <laughs> they're doing this on purpose. Uh, I like it though. I like this show. I think yeah. it's, like it had like they don't draw enough of a conclusion at the end of the first season, and I think that that's fine because you know that they're like this is obviously yeah. going to be well, an ongoing show. You didn't know for a little while there. They they kind of it, settled. It's they, fine in retrospect because they finally because made more. They but did. There were like a good three years before they made more, and people were losing it. Yeah, but 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 I think that it ends on a note that is like it's not wholly conclusive. Oh no! Um, but, but it ends with the big fight. Yeah. It ends with the and big that... fight that you want, uh, and it's a real good one. That's another thing I want. Like the the production values of this show for being a twenty four so to twenty five yeah. episode show, especially the three D maneuver gear shit. Like I yeah, am, yes. I am a sucker for cameras and moving through environments very quickly and tracking uh, character movements like keyframe by keyframe and shit mm. like that. Like that is my jam. Like that'll get me horny every single time. <laughs> And that is literally half of this show. So, like, I love the Titan fights. Oh, but, um, so cool. I don't like, I, like after five. I was talking to him about it, and he doesn't like that that aspect of the show um, or the property very much. It seems like he's kind of more into the like the background, like how this is affecting the world, and like sort of the political maneuvering that you're starting to see. Like, I'm also mm-hmm. looking forward to that stuff too. Uh, because yeah, that like, stuff comes in way more. Because because it's it, like it started because there's a lot of things in it that I think are very like relevant to today in some ways maybe <laughs> uh, just to do to the, like the the nature of like the rich versus the not so rich um, mm-hmm. and how they're kind of like running the society from deep within inside the walls where it's the safest. Uh. Uh, and mm-hmm. like, and seeing how all of that political maneuvering and shit kind of pans out uh, over the course of the series, like I'm real, I'm real, I'm totally here to see how all of that plays out. So uh, I'll be diving into season two probably starting tomorrow uh, and watch, nice. working through that. So. Oh, is this going to be a running thing where you watch one season each ep- podcast probably, episode? That's probably how it's actually going to. Yeah, who t- would do something weird like who that? Who would do that? Right? Who would fucking do that? 
So yeah, like Attack on Titan is real good. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm gonna continue, and you'll hear a lot more about it until I'm <laughs> I, I'm at the end. Uh, like like uh, season three is not the end, right? No. So there's season two, season three, part one, season three, part two. Yeah, all those are and on then, Crunchyroll. So and then there's Attack on Titan, the final season, which is gonna <laughs> air like end of 2020. Oh, that's a wild bit of a gap. Okay, yeah, but I, like that's fine. I'm assuming that this is going to be probably the highest quality. They're 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 not going to slouch on this shit. I, I well, assume. See, this is when I feel like nobody actually listens to what I say on the podcast because the final season mm-hmm. is going to switch animation studios, and everyone is super worried. Oh no! Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> Tell me they're not moving to A one. Um, I highly doubt they would to them, but. It's not going to be the same one as, you know, the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Three slash four. Oh, but boy, they go so hard on season three, part two. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, the numbering is so dumb now with the way they did that. All right. Cool. So that's Attack on Titan. What do y'all say for another uh, audio message from sure. one of cool. our good pals? We've got our good pal, Jetstorm4, Tom. He sent us a message full of love. Let's give it a listen. Are you ready? In three, two, one. Hey, Polly, Rhett, and John. It's your boy, Tom. I don't have any epic poems to read off or any proposals, but I do have a little message for all y'all. You've gone and made more than 99 of these podcasts. These conversations are the best, worst, dumbest things that you can think of and made the meaningful parts of my life, and I'm sure the lives of everyone else that's listening to this right now. These past five years for myself have been challenging but fulfilling at the same time, and I owe a lot of that to listening to you all every couple of weeks. Thank you for everything you've done and the creative endeavors you've all provided on top of making these podcasts. I've enjoyed them all, and I hope to enjoy everything else you have in the works as well. Best wishes to all in your listeners. Tom out. We love you, Tom. We love Aww. you, Tom. That was very sweet. That was a sweet, no no jokey one. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we, look, people are capable of sincerity in our friend circle, Rhett, yeah, you're not. You are basically the least sincere person I know. <laughs> like, it, like if Rhett says something on a podcast, it's basically a game of opposite day with him. So that's basically, <laughs> yeah, that's basically how we roll with those kinds of things. So I'm going to go over here and I'm going to look at my Skype list and I'm going to see if uh, any of our other guests are online yet. <laughs> While we try and queue up another call, <laughs> I know this person is in chat. I just don't know if they're on Skype or if they've changed their dumb name because they changed their name a lot. And don't worry, Polly. While you're while you're doing that, Rhett and I will keep the good banter going with our t- oh signature. I found them. I found them. I found them. All right, I found them. It's okay. Uh, so y'all, go ahead. Go back to banter part two. Hey, I understand Rhett, why how's it, it going? Took you. <laughs> it takes a while to find somebody in Skype because the freaking interface is so shitty now. Yeah, but this person like, changes their name every fucking week. Okay. But it's like, I can have like five people on mine and the list is still like over a screen tall to scroll through. It's like, why do I have categories for like every letter? Yeah, that's... Like, it's just, yeah. it's the definition of just bloated, like... Yeah, like this is this is a fucking program on a computer that wants to be a phone app. Want to be a phone app? I mean, Windows itself with Windows Eight was like, I want to be a phone app so bad. Come on, you all still running seven. 
I'm still I'm still actually still on eight point one. I'm using ten now, and I'm totally happy with it. But yeah, I, can but, change like, it to be, but okay, I had to spend I, I literally had to spend a week in reg edit making Windows ten do what I wanted to do. <laughs> I just have a thing where I always end up on the OSs people don't like. Yeah, you were like, you like had I Millennium used, Edition, I used didn't Vista you? before 8, and then I was on Windows 2000 instead of XP yeah, for like 2000. a decade. All right, I'm pulling in our next caller. Uh, everybody get ready. Everybody get ready. Oh, God, I hate Skype's interface so oh, much. <laughs> see, see, I was bantering for a reason. You were, yeah, you did, you're doing a good job. You're doing good work, Rhett. Don't, don't like it's so bad. It's so bad. It's, I can banter. No I can banter. Let me in on the banter. All right, here we go. We got. Oh, it's over now. Okay. Hey. What? Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. You want to? You want to introduce okay. your fucking self or not? Oh, I know who this is. Um, I I'm Sarah. I, uh, Hi! I exist! Yay! Yeah, like Sayara does all of the wonderful cover arts for our podcast most of the time. Um, <laughs> all of them most of the time. All of them most of the time. Look, it's... Look, I think... Holly is pushing me out as the second artist on here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got about 75% of the covers. I would Probably say, more. I would say it's more. about 85, yeah. 85% or more. And those when I was looking for like covers that I like the the best of covers, I was actually using the uh, our website first to like go back and find them because a lot of my covers are still missing. Like I don't know where the hell I put all of the files for like all my covers, and I'm like I need to find a better quality than like the little ones that I have on the page here. That's but, history. History is being erased as I'm we speak. Sure I'm sure it's around here somewhere. I don't think I, like, uh, snapped my fingers and made it all disappear or anything. <laughs> just half of them. I would just snap. <laughs> These motherfuckers don't pay me enough for this bullshit. <laughs> so, Sayara, I have to ask. We, we, we've, had a, we've had a pretty good dose of your favorite covers, which I'll, I'll go mm-hmm. ahead and I'll put this little slideshow back on the screen while you're here. Uh, we we know what your favorite covers are over the, over the last five years. What are some covers you look at now and go, oh god, what did I, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Okay, so let me go ahead and load the page back up because okay. there are quite a few that I'm kind of like, yeah, these are kind of terrible, but most of them were like the older ones, like when I was just first starting out, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at them now, and I'm like, you know. I probably could have done this like 80 billion times better and I'm still probably considering redoing them. Mm. Like at first I went back and I uh, quote fixed every single one of the podcasts mm. that had the word sock cast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Socks cast. That was a oh, recent, wow. that was a recent change by the way. That was oh, literally like a month or two ago. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see like, one of them now where the S is just like scrawled just in between. Like, yeah, it's a ah. <laughs> Is it the episode three one? It's uh, a lot it, of the early ones. The, oh, they, wait, they, episode two still says Sockcast. Oh, does it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's yep, the just, Contra one. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did not send me a corrected one for that. I guess I'll have to leave a note for me to do that. <laughs> oh, shit. The episode three one is hilarious. It's just like a tiny, tiny little <laughs> S <laughs> there. 
Hey, look, it it's hard working with like not the actual, you know, hard oh, yeah. copies. So it's like, how can I do this without it making it look like complete garbage? <laughs> Luckily, I used that like streaky S for the uh, first super anniversary special thing, where it looks like a lightning bolt in the mm-hmm. S. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, why don't I just do that instead and make it easier for me and not have to, like, relearn how to do all these awful fonts. Because <laughs> um, 90% of the time, I don't use, like, Photoshop to make the fonts. Uh-huh. I just like, hard draw it. So, uh-huh. like, the, the DuckTales one, duck, uh, number 17. Yeah. That's just me trying to draw, like, the DuckTales logo. And I hate it. That's one of the ones I really don't like. And I feel bad because that's one of the guest ones. And I'm like... But that's, like, a re- That's one of my favorite covers, personally, though. Weird. Do you... Really? Oh, this one's Klimt-y. You did a Klimt-inspired one. Yeah, I did. I did. That was like that. my uh, first first time being on the podcast. I wanted to do Aww. something. Cool. Um... Do you remember which the was the first podcast cover? Because I know it started, I think it's episode 12. It was 13. It was 13. 13. Yep, I did. Oh, the, one, the one with Eric. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why they start, suddenly started looking. Wait, were, so the old, first ones were, wait, were, were the first ones Rhett? No, they were done after, there weren't any covers. They were done after the fact. Oh, cool. Yeah, I started okay. with 13. Because at first, I did some art for uh, Eric's joystick.twitch.tv mm-hmm. when he was playing, when they were playing uh, Link to the Past. Mm. And so I drew something like that, and then I learned that he's going to be like on the uh, the show itself as well. So I was like, you know, let me do something fun. So I uh, kind of mashed everybody in like random things that everyone was like really into at the time. So Neptunia and Sailor Moon and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and that just came forth of what you see there for number thirteen. <laughs> John yeah. being the one with the Sailor Moon outfit. <laughs> it, it, well, I think that's because like John was really into that Utna slash Sailor Moon thing at the time. Yeah. Like there was a, that was a period of the podcast. Yep, mm. and but, that kind of became a running joke for like the uh, beginning of the podcast. Like number eleven, and I think seven or eight also does like. Sailor Moon yeah, Tiara. Yeah. She looks like 15 has it too. But like, I ran with that joke for a while because it's like, I don't know how I want to uh, uh, illustrate John, which is still a problem that I have. That's still like, something <laughs> that always carries forward is like, you're very unsure of what you're doing with John. It's like, with Polly, I have like this, this design that's always been the case for, you know, years, 10 years now, whatever. And then with Rhett, I use his character Astra from PSO2, and mm-hmm. sometimes I give him a toad head, and sometimes I don't. I'm pretty much I've, giving up on toads for, for that. Yeah, I'm looking through the, the years, and I did notice that it has definitely dropped off this year. Like, the first one on 87 has kind of a tiara, or what do you call it? Like a face mask. That yeah, has like the, the, the January it. cover, you just want to print that off and fuck it. <laughs> Ooh. I'm it was, it was a fun saying. cover. Yeah. It was a fun cover to do that one. But, but, but yeah, yeah, the whole that's t- a good one. the toad thing stuck for so long. I was like, this is a little weird because that spawned from the episode six cover, which was artwork you had drawn beforehand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And anytime I'm ever going to bring up Mario two, I'm going to bring back Toad Hat. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Like, like, you kinda... just have to deal with that. But um, <laughs> you guys have like 
uh, set designs. And it's like, cool, I know what I'm doing with this. Yeah, like, you, 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 like, like you can definitely tell that, like, even if we as characters on a show that people listen to on the internet have have not had the most engrossing or or interesting of of character arcs at least our art has mm-hmm. <laughs> but then then there's John Fire who <laughs> it's, it's just an enigma it's just like what do I what do I even what do I even do with with you because just, give like, me, just give me two swords <laughs> no I don't want to do that because that doesn't like always illustrate what you're into. Because it's like you always seem to be into different. I'm things. always into two swords. <laughs> you, you're always into like different kind of things, and it's like I don't know what kind of uh, thing I want to do. And it gets even worse when I did the 3D modeling, like um, uh, for the the Queen cover and then the PSO cover. Trying to model men characters in that 3D <laughs> modeler is some hot garbage. You have, like, absolutely no control whatsoever. And it's because just like. It's made to do porn! I know, but I don't want to do porn with it. Well, so I would hope not. I would hope that you're not making the Sox cast posts fuck. I would hope I that's mean, not something you're doing. It's hey, Polly. Not. Hey, Polly, did you know that program has VR support? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! I, all right, here's an idea, Sarah. Picture generic, short, black-haired white guy. <laughs> yeah. It's just most generic. Yeah, but it's me. But <laughs> you've done it. Like John is literally the most basic bitch. <laughs> but that's the problem. I don't. I don't want him to be a basic bitch. I don't want any of the... Any I'm, of embracing, guys... I'm embracing my extremely <laughs> basic presentation as of late. Well, it's I been mean, nice. I mean, it's like... They when, gave me two swords! When you, no, when okay. You look, how, you how much at a, do like you look a at rip... like a character art, right? You look at a character and it's just like, you know, oh yeah, I know exactly who that is, you know? Right. You have that with, like, all different kinds of things. Like, you look at a silhouette, and you see that there's, like, a big old toad hat and, in, like, you know, <laughs> elf ears or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, that's, like, you know, Astra. Or, you know, you got, like, a whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, I can tell who that is. You get a girl with, like, a crazy unkept hair and, like, <laughs> bugged up eyes. It's like, oh yeah, that must be Sierra drawing himself again. <laughs> but then you have, like, you know... Somebody who just doesn't stand out. Just like, oh my god. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm being nagged on this podcast. See, Here's like, what you should do for I'm John. With, I'm with after five on this. Is, is John trying to push what I think he's trying to push? See, I think he's trying to push himself as, as a Kirito type. That's I would what... rather I would rather portray John in, like, the what's-her-face, BB's outfit faster than I would try oh to draw this. I don't, I don't want you to draw me in girl clothes. For my own sake, I mean, if you've done it in the past, that's fine. Right. That's right. that's but, my current. That's my current. All right. How about this? Something distinctive, like really, like strong personality, like I don't know, like some kind of red cloth wrapped around my right arm, and then t- two swords. Just <laughs> okay. do that. Okay. I'll put it, you I'll all put want it into consideration. Here's the real answer. Okay. Saya, have you played the game Wander Song? <laughs> there you go. There you there go. go. Uh, just draw the main character from that. Yeah, that's just John. draw the bard. That's that's literally John Thayer. I will I will take note of that. I was and I wasn't doing a Kirito type. Obviously, I meant Joshua from Trails. Well, okay, I can deal with that. 
I just can't. I can't deal. I can't deal. Like, you, you're saying two swords, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. Like, see, because with you, I know to usually expect the worst. So my mind kind of just jumps to the first worst thing I can think of when, oh, hey. when you start that's, talking. I was kidding. That's actually a Shiro thing. See, that's even fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cool two swords, guys, huh? I don't cool. know. It you sounds like the, it's, it's the spectrum of two the thirds worst of them suck, the John. Two thirds <laughs> of these two swords guys suck. Two oh, swords. It I took me it. a minute to figure out who Shiro was. Now I remember. <laughs> Polly. Yes. This is a very specific reference, but if I ever put John in an episode of I versus Pie, I'm just going to take Matt and make the hair black, and that's John. <laughs> Beautiful. Because he's just the most basic bitch. Yeah, that's the most basic bitch of. But of, like of, the face would look exactly the same. Yeah, it would like, be the it same. It would work. It would work. It would totally work. The face is exactly the same. Calling Johnny Two Swords. Okay, I will. Uh, I'm looking up Wonder Song now. Uh huh. And yeah, I could probably make a John out of that. <laughs> See, it's I think that there's. I think that that's at least a good base for where you could start with yeah. the fire. Yeah, just the well, very happy jubilant John. In the meantime, sword. in the meantime, deal with Buff John and Pointy Chin John and all the oh other goof up ones that I have in the next couple of months of podcast covers. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got. I actually I've have, got, have I've one got, more piece of advice. I've just got, do whatever the fuck. Do, do whatever the fuck you want. Got, <laughs> I know, but it's we're uh, not paying you. I've got well, three. Not, I'm not got, being paid. I've got three covers already ready for the next three episodes, so we're good for a while. And mm-hmm. I, I already know what those are, so they're good. They're real good. John, I There's John. It's us as the Simpho Gear girls. Perfect. Uh, I'll Brett's gonna make Simpho Gear actually. happen. He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna succeed oh, right now with many things and make Simpho Gear happen. Polly finally watched fucking Attack on Titan five years later. You made I'm playing, Attack on I'm Titan. playing the long game. Yep. <laughs> uh, so is there uh, anything else that you would like to talk about uh, before we we release you from from the, bo- the from the chains that bind you to this podcast, Sarah? Video games are suffering. They, they are. <laughs> they literally are. Who plays video I've, games? I've been trying to play the new Fire Emblem for like weeks now and I just can't get myself to uh to finishing it because it's getting so goddamn depressing. Oh. Oh. So, okay, so it's not that it's a bad game and that you don't oh, like no, it. Oh no, no, no. Okay. So this fire emblem is probably well, it's not much competition, but it's probably the best fire emblem I've played in god knows how long. Mm. Like all of the the major problems and screw ups that the older games had, like Awakening and Fates and Echoes or whatever, <laughs> they 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 like fixed most of those problems. And it's just like thank you, like you know, hands praising, thank the gods they did those kind of things because man, those games had a lot of problems. Right, right. Yeah, we talked about mm-hmm. this. It sounds like they've really done a lot of good work, kind of fixing some of that. Just the bad writing, the bad one-note character writing. Yeah, like, characters don't feel one-dimensional anymore, and that's just, like, in, that in itself is just, like, wow, how how amazing that it must be to actually have, you know, time and consideration to making characters instead of just, like, 
one-dimensional trope characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. like even if they like, even if their methods for kind of revealing things about each character is tied to this weird like tea time mechanic, I guess. <laughs> even yeah, if, I, even I, if they've got to stick to it like that, I'm at least glad they're putting thought behind characters. Like this is literally the first Fire Emblem I've seen where people are like they're talking about these characters as if like. They're written to resemble human beings to some degree, finally, uh, which finally, is nice. Yeah. Instead of being one-note fetish things. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, ooh, I'm a character who's all about, you know, uh, hitting on my brothers and sisters because I'm the big doty type mother-sister <laughs> thing. And I'm like, right. that's cool and all, but I'm going to have to pass. Um, my biggest problem was the game. Can't fucking read it. <laughs> oh, God, that text. That text that, is real tiny. It's so damn tiny. It's like it's a good thing that they actually speak every single line. Hmm. So it's like you know I can at least like if I don't want to sit there and try to like squint my eyes or read the damn text, I can at least you know hear them say it because the voice acting is also really really good in English. Yes, it actually is. It's real good. They got like, a, they got a standout cast for that game. They did. I they thought really we had did. a weeaboo on this podcast. Who? What are you doing playing in English? Uh, <laughs> oh, I damn! I haven't learned. I haven't learned enough Japanese to be able to understand what you're saying and not try to read the uh, tiny mm-hmm. itty bitty text. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that. I don't. That doesn't matter for to read. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, you you try to read it then. Jeez, <laughs> damn. Oh, that makes sense. No, it's like if I don't, I don't like playing. Uh, if I had the choice, I would play the Switch on a TV. Playing the Switch like portable, the te- the text is fine because you, know, you can just put it up to your face or whatever. It's uh-huh. not really easy to just oh. you know get up out of the way, run up to the front of your television, and like just glare get, at just it, like and just like smush your face in there. Yeah, just smush like, your face in there. It's it's okay. It's okay. That's funny. I actually thought people were having the opposite problem where the text was so tiny on the handheld screen. Probably because well, they don't want to just put it in their face. Well, I think it's, it's both. Yeah, like the yeah, text it, is just. Really I mean, yeah, it's tiny. just too small in general. But what doesn't make any sense is the message bubbles are so gigantic. It's like yeah. you know, you could have, you could have, like you know, increased the font even by like a couple of dots, and it would be that much more easier to read. Right, right. Like it really look, keeps yeah, posting. Awakenings, like 3DS screen, where it's like, you know, 50% of the screen is text in a text bubble, and it looks great. Why couldn't they do that for the Switch when it's like triple the size of the freaking uh, 3DS screen? Right. It just would have made so much more yeah. sense. Maybe the DLC will fix it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You gotta pay for this bigger text. <laughs> no, I'm I hope, sure. I hope they at least patch it. Like, no, I, got it. I think yeah. Nintendo, like, I think that they are aware enough of situations like this these days where, yeah, this is going to be something they address at some point, I'm sure. I hope so. Because that, it really does. A lot of people are, like, you know, legit having more of a problem not being able to read it. Yeah, like, it it's have, like, real fucking tiny. Yeah. It looks like a bug, how small it is compared to the text yeah. box overall. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, in any case, I'm going to go back to pretending that I'm an artist. All righty. Uh, <laughs> be on my merry way. And we appreciate you doing you all of the sir. work All of the work that you do for us. Uh, pro bono, by the way. Uh, is, is It's always appreciated. Uh, you, I feel that, like, there's nobody that can capture the silliness of our brand <laughs> the way that you do. 
But yeah, like I would keep your artists, you, you as an artist forever. <laughs> so. so I posted uh, maybe a week ago uh, some figures that I, I, I really want, and they're like kind of pricey. That uh-huh. could be your payment <laughs> for the next like five years. Oh, okay, I'll get a. All right, uh, hey, Carmichael McCallis is in the audience. I know he does art, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Sayara. You know, the, I will get you at some point. Don't worry. Um, uh, you, thanks again for everything you do for us. And, hey, congrats uh, on the 100 episodes in the five years, and uh, maybe in five years we can do this again. Hey, hopefully, hopefully. Huh. All right, you Take have a good one. Guys. How old will we be by then? Don't uh, even put it up to it. Obviously, John will still be like John will still 25. be like 29. <laughs> yep, I will. I won't even be 30! <laughs> because, you know, generic Kirito's never age. Bye, guys! <laughs> Later. <laughs> Alright! That was good. That was our artist, Sayara. Always a good time speaking Thank with. Y'all do it. Y'all, 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 y'all want to keep trucking? Because got, I've got an email that I can read let's here. Read email. Okay. Alright, let's read an email. This one comes from our good pal... More specifically, my good pal, because I don't know how familiar y'all are with this individual, but this is uh, our good pal After Five. I know that After Five Never is out there. After Five is out there in the audience tonight, I know. I've, I've seen him posting it up a little bit. He has to say, hello, Pallyhood. He completely fucked up my name there. Good job. Nice. Nice. Making me feel like the friend that I played you up to be. Nice. Okay. Whittle Bibby after Fivey here. After some thinking, I really couldn't figure out anything I particularly wanted to say, but I think that East 9 and Cold Steel 3 coming up soon, well, <laughs> East 9 is sooner than the others, after episode 100, I figured it would be a good time to just blast the My Nuts song on the Soxcast to celebrate the upcoming Falcom games. Uh, looking forward oh. to the big one. So, um... Uh, a little story behind this. Uh, this is a song about After Five's nuts. Um, he, okay. fi- he finished an East Nine speed run, and it did really good. And for some reason, he said, my nuts are going to explode. And I was like, I'm going to make a song out of that using a song from East Eight. And then I did. Wait, did you say he finished East Nine already? No, I said, oh. I, I probably said that. But okay. we're going to overlook the fact that I said that. I was like, is it out in Japan? What the hell? I am infallible, as we all know. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. So we've got a file here called After Five's Nuts that we're all going <laughs> to take a listen to. Are we ready? Oh, boy. Three, two, one, go. Mike, 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 nuts. Nuts, nuts. Mike, nuts. Mike, nuts. Mike, nuts, nuts. They're going to explode. They're going to explode. They're going to explode. You're gonna explode. Oh, 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 my nuts. Oh, 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 okay. So that's the uh, that's the After Five's Nuts song for Little Bibby After Fivey out there in chat. <laughs> There's gonna be at least one person who's gonna try to listen to this podcast to to fall asleep to. (laughs) And they're gonna wake up and be like, what the fuck? 
I hope so. That track sounds like Mega Man X. It's uh, it's from uh, East Eight. It's yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I know it's from East Eight. Okay. I'm saying it sounds like Mega Man X. It does have a very, uh, it does have a very PS One sound to it. X, Mega it? Man X vibe. Yeah, it it does kind of have that uh, kind of a vibe to it, doesn't it? Cool. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, hey John. Yeah. What you been into? I played Anodyne Two: Return to Dust. What is Anodyne Two: Return to Dust? It's the sequel to Anodyne, a game both me and Rhett played. Hey, Rhett, do you I remember you, your experience I with thought Anodyne? You I thought you didn't like the first one. I didn't like the first one, so... Well, I thought John I thought didn't kinda... either. I did not! <laughs> <laughs> I talked about it on I talked about it on the podcast, I think. So, like, or, why, were you, why were you so hyped for a sequel to a game because, you don't like at all? Because okay. they made, like, four games in between that were good. Um... Yeah. They've been kept, that crew has kept making games. Oh, um, they made even the ocean, which I hyped up a bunch a couple years ago because I really liked it. Uh huh. And one of the devs, it's um, Sean and Marina, and one of the devs made all our Asia's. Sean did, and that was a very cool personal 3D exploration game about living in Chicago as an Asian American. It was a very cool psychological autobiographical art thing, and it made me really happy. <laughs> And even the ocean is a long form action platformer thing um, about kind of about culpability in capitalism as a minority. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's some heavy theming there. <laughs> but both, but both, all the games are really delightful. Like even the ocean is just it kind of pioneered um, like giving the player lots of options for. Um, customizing their play experience, like just turning off the health bar, just like making all the cheat code type things just instantly available. Right, right. Um, and the games themselves are gentle to begin with and extremely pretty. Even the ocean has a bunch of hand, like crafted, beautiful, like they look like pre-rendered PS1 backgrounds. Um, and it's just this indie game for, made by two people, basically. They make the music too. Um, so it all feels... So it's the same two people doing all the art, music, writing, programming, marketing. It's, so they're very cool, but they feel like so fleshed out and well-made. Anodyne was the student game they made in less than a year. And then these are the games, they the big games they've made since. Mm-hmm. And like they've been, they've grown tremendously, I think. Like for me, my big thing with Anodyne was I just didn't feel, it didn't really have much of a punch to it. Like there wasn't a big, there weren't, it didn't really feel like there was much of a point. And then even the Ocean and all Horatius and Anodyne 2 all have extremely, like, strong thematic visions in addition to being cute stories and funny and well-written and nice to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anodyne 2, again, it's a sequel to this game from 2013, but there have been all these games in between. Um and also, Anodyne 1 is, was by far their most successful game. Um, because it looked like Link's Awakening. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think that definitely <laughs> had a lot to do with why that game kind of caught traction, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I have a question. Could they have made this game and just called it something else? Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it really does seem like... It was just, a... 
Okay, it was a choice. Yeah. It was a choice, and there was, it's working out. It's working out better for them. I think it's it's a good whatever whatever you got to do. And and besides, it's still got a couple thematic connections with Anodyne yeah. One. Right. It makes me want to revisit Anodyne One. Um, and it's... and there's some play stuff in it that plays a lot like Anodyne One. It's a it's a combination game where there's 3D sections um, that are 3D platformers that are very. Very cool and fleshed out, and do not feel like something made by two people in less than two years. Um, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. The way you're kind of laughing, I'm not being that. sarcastic. Yeah, okay. like, very... like it all—it's sounding very backhanded here. Oh, yeah. I have to say, with as much it, as you're laughing, no, it's very impressive, is what I'm saying. Okay, because like a 3D platformer, it's not easy to make. No, no, not in the least. So, like, they take some tactful shortcuts, but, like, it feels, it's tremendous. And it's a cool, it's a very cool space to explore. Mm. Um, the There's a couple areas that are just kind of breathtaking. And they do some really cool stuff with, like, 3D game boundaries mm-hmm. um, that actually, like, kind of blew me away in, some, in a handful of spots. So it's very clever and very pretty, and they're very nice places to explore um and then the thrust of it is that you're a cleaner who's grown by the by the center the civilization of the game Mm -hmm. to go into people's brains and clear out the dust which is this toxic substance poisoning them from the inside out so you go around and find people who are hurting and then you jump into their hearts and clear out the dust um in 2d sections that play like lakes awakening huh no, no, they don't play like they play different. They have their own flavor than a little more so than Anodyne, but Anodyne one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're two D sections that are kind of Zelda riffs, um, and they're very cute and extremely pretty again. And then once they, and then that's kind of the flavor in the first half, and then in the back half, the two D sections get very cool and different in a way, in some ways that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's a half 2D Zelda game, half 3D platformer, basically. That's and, interesting. I kind of thought the whole thing was a 3D yeah, like Zelda. Yeah, that's what I, that's what it looks like to me, anyway. I think if you watch the trailer, it'll show the 2D sections as well. I avoid trailers because I don't like spoilers. Yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> like, you I, like the, I go into games as blind as I possibly can, so I just don't watch trailers. Yeah. So this one. So the story that. Here's my arc of the game. The first two hours are, like, cute and unassuming, and I wasn't, like, grabbed, really, necessarily. Mm, yeah, it didn't seem um, like it, just hearing you talk about it when you first started. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is nice. This is pleasant. I will continue playing. Um, and then, about, at almost exactly two hours in, there's, like, a turn, and it goes on for about an hour. Mm. And, like, for that entire time, I was just, like, kind of gently crying a little bit. <laughs> As 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 a John Thayer does. As a John Thayer does. So, it it has a turn. It's a turn you absolutely see coming, and they deliver it in a in a very effective way. Mm. Um, and then there's like it's like a seven or eight hour game. I think for me it was, but I was also being pretty thorough looking around. Um, and then in the back, and after that turn, the two D sections get like really cool and fleshed out and robust mm-hmm. whereas before they're just kind of gentle cute little interludes basically um and there's like four sections in the game 
that I feel that are like a half hour to an hour long that I literally feel like you could just pull them out and have them be their own good game and I would be raving about them on here the same way I am now. So that's like my that's like my biggest compliment of the thing is that it contains so many little episodes that I just completely loved. Yeah, it's it's why it's why Sonic Four Episode One is so good. Every stage is different. Right guys? Come on. Who's with me? <gasps> so Wow, okay. There's, there's one in particular where it just turns into a horror game and the art style and presentation completely changes. Mm. There's another um there's several points where they, they just completely change the language to suit what the story they want to tell. Mm. And in all cases, it really works for me. It could get real dicey doing things like that, too, though. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like, to, you gotta be brave to pull something like that off. Yeah, it's it's a little bit undertale I think. Because, because like, you could stretch yourself way too thin yeah. doing something like mm-hmm. that. That's interesting. Yeah, they're, they're so smart about how they do the shortcuts basically do just i have like, to do i have to have played anodyne one to play two no okay just jump in good because i have no interest in anodyne one yeah anodyne one's about four hours and it doesn't it mm. didn't really do much for me i, I kind of want to revisit now that i have more context just in like a sense of i i can to see what i like in their work now so i want to see what parts of that were in anodyne one right. i i wonder and and again i he like Sean wrote a big postmortem of Anodyne One, where he just wrote a bunch of things like, "Yeah, these are things that I don't think are very good," and they're all things that I agreed with. <laughs> right, right. And then I linked it, saying something really mean without realizing <laughs> that it had his ass <laughs> in the link. Whoops! Uh, whoops! <laughs> whoops! Buddies, now it's fine. Okay, that's good. It's just still, you know, whoops. <laughs> whoops! Whoops! So Anodyne uh, One to me felt just like the most generic, like. I'm so deep indie game without really yeah, having. That's always the impression I've gotten. The surface. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a it's a student game. They were just they were trying to make a very large, a really large scale thing, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, they didn't really have too much like vision in the very like clear cut ways that every single game they put out since has had. Mm-hmm. Like it has it it works for me. Now my big criticism. And it's the same criticism I had with even the ocean is that it's basically perfect the whole time, and then they just kind of they they I think they flub the ending a little bit. I think thematically it's perfect. It's perfect at even the ocean. It's like the best possible conclusion to the story. (laughs) They just think you told me what happened and it sounded real crazy. (laughs) It's just like the in even the ocean. I think I told you, and then Uh it's and. it's just in both cases they take presentation shortcuts that aren't tactful, that are mm. that kind of hurt the hurt the dramatic effect that needed to happen in that moment. So uh. I think so. It, it, it's just a couple. Like I don't think they're we're we're all three of us. We're very payoff driven. I think. Yeah, I think oh, that's definitely. very safe to say. Like all three of us are big catharsis. Like big I want the, I, explosions like, in space. I want that fucking ending to hit like a goddamn truck. Yep, and that's what we all want. And I don't, I don't. This is that's doesn't kind quite. No, nah, it's more like maybe a pillow slap. Yeah, it still, it still lands. There's still a cool final boss. There's still all this good stuff. It just doesn't do all the payoffs that I felt like it needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and with even the ocean, it was just more like they kind of overrode it to make it 
kind of give the characters time to process the sad right. thing that's happening right. instead of just having it happen and having it be sad. And for me, it would have been harder. It would have hit harder if it was more kind of a little bit rougher and meaner. Right. Um, right. Which feels, which I, which I feel rough voicing because I'm like, because it feels like I'm projecting like my style. My yeah, your <laughs> style onto somebody else's work. Yeah, uh-huh. I get what you mean there, but I don't think having that opinion automatically means that mm-hmm. though. No. Yeah, I don't think this does that. Where. It, it's trying to soften the blow. It's. I think it just takes a couple shortcuts. That mm-hmm. I. I wouldn't. I think that's the ending is the time when you shouldn't be taking the shortcuts. Yeah, that's yeah. the. Uh, so basically, all I'm saying is that that's the only thing keeping it back. If the ending had hit like a hundred percent, that I would be. I would. I would be screeching about this game. <laughs> <laughs> and we've heard uh, you screech. Yeah, we I've have. Yeah. So I think, aside from that, it's still a really good, cool, fun, beautiful story. And super queer in a smart way, in a, a very, like, thematic way that I that connected with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a great thing. I'm really glad I played it. Right. How oh. much of the dialogue is, like, kind of joking about game industry itself stuff? Yeah, that's, that some of the, that's some stuff I've that's seen. that's a lot of what I saw yeah. early on. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Campster tweeting a lot of that. Uh, like they seem like they wrote meta. those specifically for him, which was really weird. Yeah, like the one about I want to cover small game, but yeah, big game pays felt, the bills. That felt I'm like real fucking targeted to me. Nah, that's that's a lot of people. I think I I don't think it, it's 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 very meta. It's very meta. Like, so there is a layer of game about games, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah in, in a very smart way. Yeah, I expected that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no. I kind of still have no idea what to expect from this thing if I ever play it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's 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 my speed with it. Um, I think All Asia's is the one where I came away like completely happy. Yeah. But that's because that one is it's not like big catharsis driven. It's mm-hmm. the, it's kind of slow and con- contemplative. It's it's very the whole con- time. Contem- yeah, it's meant to be a contemplative piece where you're just kind mm-hmm. of thinking on it. Yeah, and you yeah, live right. in the same city, which is a little yeah, bonus. Which is cool. Right, right. Whereas right. even the ocean and um, and this one both kind of were kind of going for that big catharsis. So that's when I, why I felt a little harder. Hmm. So that's my piece. I, I still I, I will play every game they put out. I am so here for it. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, it's, it's nice to like be able to kind of have that mm-hmm. kind of confidence in, in, in an individual or a, a, a collective's work, and to kind of like you know. Even if it doesn't kind of stick the landing, you like I like to think that me and John were super geniuses, right? Of course. <laughs> so anytime me and John put something out, I would like to think that anybody that knows that we're putting it out, they know that it's basically going to be perfect. Yes. I mean, we can't hold everyone else to that standard. I mean, no, no, that's literally impossible. <laughs> but, but you know, like others can come close. Yes. And that that's okay. Important. And then Zach says Falcom. Yes, not and, everyone. Okay, Falcom. We gotta. Get- uh, okay. This the Falcom like has limitations in the perspective that this is the kind of thing that completely fills that. Like Falcom, right. it still has to be very iterative and has to it. They have they have a limit on the kinds of stories that they can tell. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, in certain yeah. I feel. I mean, to be a little reductive, they keep telling the same story in different ways. <laughs> a little bit. 
Like they're, there's a line. Look, in... They're really good at that fucking story. Okay, they really love ancient story. ruins. They though. love ancient ruins. Yes, they, they love them so fucking much. You mostly love cute girls. <laughs> they, they, I mean, that's every game from Japan right now, especially the ones on phones. You're not wrong. Yeah. So Anodyne Two, like it, it doesn't have the, and then it plays the title theme while you go into space. Damn. But it has. That's, like, a, it that's has already a minus five in my book. Basic. That that's literally like the only criticism. It doesn't <laughs> have the title. The title theme playing while you go into space. There but the no perspective reprise. is like, like I feel like long form games in general have limitations. Right. Just because right. that long form commercial games have a ton of limitations, and I feel like stuff like Anodyne Two or Luca is sort of at the vanguard. Of that, because if you compare Anodyne to Luca to something like something like Celeste or Hollow Knight or Wander Song, seem very unchallenging in comparison and not as forward thinking to me. Like this is, there's something really cool and special going on with these that I, I really respect and love. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. So I have a pro. I have a proposition. If you are, if you're finished, mm-hmm. I'm finished. You're finished. How about we? Pull in uh, one more guest and then take a quick five-minute break after we're done with the guest. How do y'all feel about that? I need to stand up out of my chair. Okay. All right. We're going to pull in our guest because they're on a tight schedule. So Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get – I'm going to get that worked out, y'all. Okay. Commence – do the banter thing again. And this time, do it good. Okay. uh, Banter, banter, banter. Um, Ants enter. Ants enter the barn (laughs) and – Eat a cow. Eat a cow. They're killer ants. And they're killer ants. And they just eat a whole cow. They eat a cow and they say, we're actually doing this to save the environment. Oh, shit. We need to decow the planet. And that, ant, right. that ant's name was Rhett. <laughs> Damn, y'all are real. Y'all are too good at this. <laughs> y'all are too, too damn good at this. I'm going to make and an then... RTS where you control a billion ants and you have to kill all the cows. <laughs> And then the military jets. Hello, <laughs> guest! I mean, you basically just described the game Spore, and we all saw how that ended. That game was not good. <laughs> the game was very bad and boring. Hi, uh, it's Taylor. It's I make Taylor. the theme music. Taylor, made, uh, Taylor. Taylor makes the theme music. Uh, Taylor is also starring in a hot new podcast we just recorded oh, on boy. Thursday. Uh, do oh, you, shit. Do, do, would you like to tell him about it, Taylor? Since you're, you're the guest of honor. Sure thing. It's God is in the podcast, a podcast where Polly and I rope some poor newbie into listening to a Marilyn Manson album with us. And we're starting from the beginning and working our way down until the modern day. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Everyone means, loves all that stuff, right? Yeah, how many albums does he all have? Of it. All of it's so good. Yeah. Oh man! Off the top of my head, what is he on? Eight or nine at this point? I think and there's going to be some, and there's going to be some bonus albums. <laughs> yeah, there's, we, we we've got to cover some some pre Manson stuff, and we've obviously we we've got to copy. We we've got to cover like the like the second episode's going to be a bit different because we have to cover huh. we have to cover the breakthrough, mm-hmm. which is which came from a really weird place, but that'll be fun to to check out. Cool. But yeah. Uh, our, our our first get was our first guest uh, was uh, Lee Renette, uh who uh, in the community you might also remember as a Moo Man One. Uh, oh, fun! Never had him on the on a podcast before, so it was, really? it was a pleasure to actually you know pull somebody new in. 
mm-hmm. some some fresh blood, I guess, a podcast wise. <laughs> Unlike this podcast. Unlike this <laughs> stagnant ass piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm really excited uh, for people to hear that. That's probably going to be going up around the 30th, 31st. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, agree. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Do you like hearing people talk about music and have opinions? You I might, love that. You might like this. You might like this. So, uh, Taylor, what's on your mind? Well, other than all kinds of boring life stuff, we just got home from adopting kittens. Oh, well, that doesn't, you make that sound like it's a terrible thing, but that sounds like a lovely thing. Oh no, they're so cute. I have to say, but okay. it was, but I got dragged out of bed way too early for it. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little, I'm a little tired. Uh. And because, other than the kittens, which is a brand new thing, uh, the boring life stuff got in the way of me doing much of anything for the past, uh, whenever I graduated. Because <laughs> mm. you have to study for the bar exam and then take the Ooh. bar exam after oh, that. Yeah. Oh, good job. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So mostly I've just been listening to music and attempting to start playing other video games that I've been ignoring. Hey, remember you got Danganronpa 2 I've been bugging you about for literally a fucking year and a half? Yeah, it's installed. That's a, <laughs> one, we are one step closer than I was a year ago. I have a friend yeah. playing it right now. They're having a very good time. After playing one for the first time, too. What's on, what's on your mind uh, musically uh, lately? Yeah. Well, so I just got... Last weekend was the enormous heavy metal stoner festival called Psycho Las Vegas that I go to pretty much every year. It looked like you were having a great time. Oh yeah, it's always fun. My knees were uh, the consistency of broken glass after three straight days of it, but <laughs> as would yeah, I would expect from a three day festival. Yeah, it's the kind of place where you uh, could see you know a Norwegian black metal band playing on a 20 foot stage over a fake beach oh jeez <laughs> yeah that beach stage is really weird you took a picture it's... you took a picture of clutch for me though so i appreciate that yeah oh yeah clutch killed it there too it was really they were one of the rowdier crowds out there i can and, see uh, that i can see that i would say i would say high on fire was probably the most violent crowd of the entire weekend Hmm. Like in a bad way or good way? I mean, it was it like sort of the whole floor had turned into just one giant mosh pit, so I was like way on the exterior edges of it. Because hmm. <laughs> uh, I I wear the I wear acrylic earplugs for concerts, Smart. and that's not a, not exactly something I want jammed into my eardrums. No, so. no, no. Yeah, that's that's bad move. That's bad yeah. move. Yeah, you got me to you got me to buy some when we were here. Does he one of those Mogwai? Uh, my bloody so Valentine. <laughs> yep, yeah, and I got some, and I still use them at concerts. They're very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's nice being able to hear and not destroy yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I tell people all the time that, that like when they're going to uh, uh, concerts for either the first time or if they're just starting to go, like please earplugs you think that you need the music to be that loud and in your face you really fucking don't you Mm. really don't the only the only band because after three straight days my ear canals were just not happy with me yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i I took a i have a little db meter on my phone so the final band was actually opeth and they were Uh. measuring at about 95 decibels where i was so i just 
I just pulled him out because I'm like, fuck <laughs> it, that's safe for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's not oh. like the mis- the misfits were peaking at like one nine one oh nine one ten. Oh yeah, I saw the original misfits by the way, that's which was probably really the awesome. highlight of the. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, like. For- I remember, I remember you pulling that decibel meter out for my bloody Valentine, and it was about one twenty. That's yeah, that's pretty fucked. Yeah, that my bloody Valentine is intense. Yeah. <laughs> we did not take out the earplugs like, for that one. Muse, no, we did not. <laughs> you would be surprised when I tell you that Muse plays about as fucking loud. Uh, I've, God. I've I've seen Muse as well. I believe it. They are man. I, yeah. I was not I, prepared for how loud they would be the first time I saw them, and it was just it was just fucking. I wasn't stunning. either. It was stunning. <laughs> I saw them in a small club, like when they were still. So they were. It was before the fourth album, which was kind of their huge one. Yeah. So in Europe, they were still playing like stadiums. But they but here. They come to America and play a, <laughs> this small little club and play just as loud, and I could fear hear my ears just. Just lose a lot of sensitivity <laughs> that day. Yeah, they just started playing and it was static for like a minute until my hearing degraded <laughs> enough to where I could make out sounds again. <laughs> nice, oh, fucking crazy. Yeah, the first time I saw Ramstein was actually in a basketball stadium. Oh, so nice. uh, it, they brought their own sound system and it helped a little bit, but it was so echoey in there that I think it added to some of the effect, uh, especially once the fireworks start going off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> their their shows are very loud, but they are also full of pyrotechnics, which are equally loud. Yeah, it's like going to see ACDC when the cannons start going off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, uh, always new music coming out. Uh, Right now, much to Polly's great surprise, I'm spinning We Are Not Your Kind by Slipknot. I still don't know how that landed for you, because, like, it's still a lot of what Slipknot normally does. I just feel that the song structures and the melodies and stuff are probably, like, some of their best work, maybe? Like, but it still feels very similar to, like, what they've done in the past. Like, if I were to compare Mm. this to Volume 3 or Iowa... I would say that, like, those two albums, like, are very similar to what's on that, so. And, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that you don't like either Iowa or Volume 3. Uh, I can't say I've ever listened to either of those two, mm. but I've probably heard the singles off of them at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you like this album, you like you might like Iowa and, and mm-hmm. Volume 3. Like, like many bands from that era, uh... I had to listen to two or three songs on a constant loop at this shitty old oh, job I used to have. That'll somebody, fucking that'll ruin you. Yeah, because somebody, you know, of course, decided they had to bring a boombox with them to work. Oh, good. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you didn't already hate Papa Roach, when you hear the same three <laughs> Papa Roach songs multiple times a day for six weeks, Ugh. yeah, oh, I had a, I had a situation like with that very album uh, with Infest. It's like I think <laughs> I think Papa Roach's Infest is actually a good album, but I ended up in a situation where I had to hear uh, what was it, Dead Cell and Last Resort multiple times a day yeah that yeah the last resort was one of them also one of their drippier songs yeah yeah that i can't remember yeah i think infest is actually a good album though so yeah um so the new slipknot album's really good it's not like uh i would say it's not it's probably not as hard or aggressive as like volume one was but it's got uh, sort of a much cleaner, much tighter sort of approach to all of the guitar playing 
and I don't feel like the friggin' mixed percussion is completely dominating the mix anymore. See, I think that this is the first time that they've produced the per- the, the percussion uh, in a way where it's very definable. Like, you can actually hear all of the layers of percussion this time, but it's not like an overpowering wall of sound that's crushing you. Yeah, which I think... Uh, I haven't seen Slipknot live, but I guess somebody who I know who had seen them sort of right before Paul Gray had died said that pretty much all you could hear live was drums. Yeah, it's drums, drums, drums with them live. But, I mean, I'm here for it because I <laughs> I, I think that they've always had really good drummers anyway. Like, Joey Jordison was a hell of a drummer. Uh, so is Max or, uh, Weinberg's son. So Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's a pretty solid album. And uh, an- the other album I've been kind of going back to a lot which has been out for a couple of months by now is an album called divided by darkness from an arizona band called spirit adrift mm. which i believe i had shot off to a couple of people yeah i think you did i got it, i've got it bookmarked on spotify actually they're sort of uh they sort of remind you uh if anybody who listens to the end of the year uh album casts uh, remembers a band called Chemist. Yes, this was like They're, one of the the bands that you actually turned me on to from that episode of the podcast. Yeah, cool. so they're they're so, so they're very much like they're in that Chemist vein, sort of that doomier sort of quasi traditional approach to things, but they have like a very distinct. Uh, I call it the sunburned metal sound because everything from the southwest has a sunburn tone to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, so they've actually... They're in a different band with... This band's pretty much all clean singing. Uh, they're in a very... Their singer and guitarist for this band also plays guitar for another band called G- Gate Creeper. Nice! <laughs> and Gate Creeper plays very aggressive, like, hardcore, deathy metal kind of stuff. See, I'm a pansy. I like my clean vocals. Like, like yeah. I, I think in terms of, like, screaming... Corey Taylor is the limit for me. <laughs> and I like I know that that's really pussy level shit, but yeah, I don't really like uh like suit like a lot of screams. And I especially don't like Cookie Monster. So yeah. Like if you're going to scream, I want to be able to discern what you're saying at least. <clears throat> yeah, there's actually in my uh my sort of de facto black metal album of the year just happens to come from uh, one of the best black metal out bands of all time because Death Spell Omega finally put out a new album. Mm, that's been yeah. They're they're one of those they're one of those bands who I don't think anybody except the head of their label knows exactly who they are, and they never <laughs> advertise or announce anything. They just drop stuff out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just kind of like. You're lucky you've still got a deal and we still just put it out just because we don't know that we signed you. <laughs> I believe at least one person there knows who they are, but... Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. It'd be the per- the one person that was interested in them that got them the deal because he went to the guy in charge and said, Hey, can I sign this... this re- can I sign this death metal band? And he was like, Yeah, okay, whatever, do whatever you want. And they just yeah. never explored beyond that. <laughs> Yeah, the French are odd like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the rest of, the rest of my year, I am finally now that I have free time again, making original music again. Ooh! But there's there's nothing like there's nothing concrete enough to preview yet. It's all super like, 
rough and sketchy at the moment. You're still like, yeah. and, I still throw on your SoundCloud periodically. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, your SoundCloud is, is amazing Good stuff. I can't believe SoundCloud's still alive. Well, yeah, well, hey, Chance the Rapper, thanks. I can't believe yeah. Insta.io is dying. Yeah. It's just so random. It's like, yeah. aww. I saved I, all my stuff off it. Yeah, and Tumblr is apparently, you know, 2001 World Championship Wrestling because they were purchased for $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> but they were initially purchased for, like, what, $3 yeah. billion? point. One point one billion. One point one billion, oh and God. now they're being sold for three million. How, how do you tank a fucking business that hard? Yeah, because Yahoo and Verizon are fucking idiots. That's how. Yo. Although to be fair, <laughs> Yahoo got taken for a ride because Tumblr wasn't fucking worth that much money back then either. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I've that got, Tumblr I've got... thing. Uh huh. The first thing I saw about that Tumblr was that. Mighty Number no. Nine raised more money than Tumblr got. <laughs> yeah, and then that's... I was like, "Man, if we had known you could buy that site for three million dollars, the users absolutely would have crowdfunded it." Yeah, and brought and brought the porn back. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I would trade Mighty Number no. Nine for Tumblr porn. Yeah, me too. Because you know, Reddit and Hentai Foundry aren't the easiest things to use out there. <laughs> exactly. I've got, no, I've got, they're not. Let me throw they an really al- aren't, huh? Let me let me throw an album at you, Taylor, because I know you listen okay? to it. Russian Circles, Blood Year. Ah, uh, Blood Year, Blood Year. Uh, I'm still crunching th- on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it just because I really like Russian Circles. Yeah, but... like, it's just not clicking for me as something that's like essential. Like, I don't know. I like it, and I think it's good, but I listen to it more as background noise than I would, like, some of their other stuff. Yeah, there's there's a few really good songs on here that'll probably be good in concerts for years to come, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. It's not like a... It's not like one of their really mind-blowing ones, like Empros yeah. or Memorial or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yep. It's just kind of... It, it's alright. It's not, uh... It's, it's no, uh... God, I can't... I'm trying to think of, like, a really... Because I know I've rage quit out of more than one album this year. <laughs> it's not like Deer Hunter. There we go. That oh, album no. is a piece of shit. This is, like, the second time I've had to listen... This is the second time in under three days that I've had to listen to you shit on the Deer Hunter. Not the Deer Hunter, okay. Deer Hunter. Okay, now we're oh, going... Oh, God, I forgot that's different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the new Deer Hunter record is garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I don't even know if the Deer Hunter has a new album out because I don't super follow them that much. Uh, I think they're working on one. But, yeah. I guess, obviously, Chelsea Wolfe has a new acoustic album coming out in yes. September. Yeah. Which is, Ooh. which is you know, always... Was that red? Ooh. Yes, probably. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to yell about Deer Hunter, but I accidentally muted myself. Where <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, I can actually contribute here. Uh, have you checked the new Slater Kenny album yet? Uh, not yet. I'm worried about it. It's you know you've got good reason to be. Uh, uh, no. It's not unfa- I don't think it's bad. I I think that um maybe like if I if I'm listening to this album in the context of it being a Slater Kenny album, it's hard to hear that sometimes. <laughs> the Saint Vincent um influence on this record is quite strong uh, and, yeah. and unfortunately I think pushed one of the members out of the band unfortunately yeah, uh, Janet Weiss Janet Weiss the, 
long t- the longtime drummer just up and decided, and I was thinking there's probably too many drum machines on this new album. And you wouldn't be wrong. You wouldn't be wrong. There's there there's a lot of you know actual drumming, but there's a lot of drum machines on this album. And like and hearing the other two members talk about like her leaving, it was just like. She never said anything during the recording process, but, like, at the end of it, she just wasn't happy with it, and she was just like, you know, like, you could have spoken up during the recording of it, and we could have changed direction, so it kind of sounds like some, maybe maybe some both sides not communicating well here, and, yeah. And it, it reminds me of, now this is throwing it way back, uh, the worst Kiss album ever made was a 1981 ditty called Songs from the Elder, because mm. Kiss needed to make a concept album, right? Oh, of course. It That was pretty much Ace Freely hated the album so much it made him quit the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only other uh, album, another album I'm kind of sort of looking forward to still is there is going to be another Sun record out this year. Hmm. And I guess I guess they recorded like three albums with Steve Albini or something, that's, like all at once. That's yeah, that's my jam. If you record yeah. with Steve Albini, I'm probably gonna give you a listen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's much brighter and crunchier sounding than their previous albums were. Mm. But uh, the only uh, Opeth has a new album on the approach, yeah. and you know, seeing them at concert made me a little excited, but. Uh, I think my problem with Opeth is that I kind of haven't been super into them ever since they stopped being a metal band. Yeah, like, that's kind of where, like, the divorce with me and that band happened as well, is, is like, yeah. It's like, I don't want to be one of those people who is asking for Blackwater Park every time, but, you know. but, but at the same time, what they do now is kind of really divorce. Like, like, it's, it's such a big stretch from where they used to be. Yeah, and they still play. They still mostly play old stuff live. Yeah, yeah. Like you kind of like they're one of those they're, bands that like even though they change, they know they've kind of got to play the hits at some point. No, they pretty much. I mean, I think I think Michael bantered with the crowd a tiny bit too much, so they had to cut a song. Mm. So they pretty much of their new stuff, they pretty much only played uh, the title track from Sorceress, mm. and then they just play like one song a piece from like eight other albums. Yeah, I can see that. Like they'll they'll play the Drapery Falls, they'll play Deliverance and Demon of the Fall. Cool, you cool. know the good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a try again. Who knows? Yeah, like maybe, I'm, I'm willing to try to love again. Maybe eleven years is enough time for them to have gotten good at what they do now. Yeah, like, like Jesus like, Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> Opeth hasn't been a metal band for eleven years. Yeah, that's oh Lord. Alright, well, so, that's all, and I gotta start running, so, uh, it's nice talking to y'all, and I hope you, you know, don't get too god-awful tired by the end of all this. <laughs> we will survive! We will push through, we will persevere, and, and Taylor, we can't thank you enough for constantly being uh, in our corner, always a beacon of support, and of course, you know, the awesome title theme that we have, so, you know. Thank you. I, thank you for being an amazing part of our community, thank you for being a voice that we like to hear uh, uh, from time to time. Not too much, because, I mean, come on, you're you're a, li- you're a little grating, you have to admit. <laughs> wait, 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 I have one question, though. Okay. Yeah. So, is Antichrist Superstar, like, obviously the best one, or is there, like, another one I could say is my favorite that would give me more cred? 
Uh, I, I'm going to go with obviously the best one, but Mechanical Animals is pretty good too. Yeah, you, you, you could drop Mechanical Animals. I, I okay. would, I would, like, I would still be, I would, I'm only impressed when somebody says Antichrist Superstar though. Okay, cool. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of, eh. it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's sort of like, uh, every once in a while there's a band that releases an album and you'll just think, wow, they'll never make an album that good again. Yeah, and, and in Manson's case, that's almost literally the case. <laughs> yeah. And it, it could at least it took two albums for that to happen. There's sometimes like I don't think Machine Head really had a better record after Burn My Eyes. Yeah, most of it's most of them are good. I, They're just I not like, as good. Yeah, I like uh, mo- I like most of their catalog. Uh, the more things the more things change. I think was the other one that really punched at me, which mm. is probably pretty cliche to say, but I'm coming to Machine Head late in life. Yeah, yeah. All right, well. Fun talking to y'all. Love ya. Now I really gotta run because my family's getting mad at me. Okay, you have a good one, Taylor. Thank you very <laughs> Bye, much. Bye, Taylor. Alright. Bye. Cool. So how about everybody out there? We all need to get up. We need to stretch out a little bit. Take like five minutes before we get back into this thing. And when we come back, I can promise you something. I promise you, there'll be music. Oh, boy. You're in oh, for excellent. a good time, folks. Stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> Just uh, checking with our, I guess we'll be our final guest. Um, Shit. Oh, we're going right to the final guest? No, no. Oh, okay. Not, we're not, but I'm just making sure they're going to be ready soon. <laughs> hey, I heard a fart. What happened? <laughs> Thank you uh, for the continued uh, support. Uh, again, a fluffy dog, Tengu Gemini, and everybody else who has uh, been very overly generous uh, this stream. Holy crap. We just unlocked our third emote slot at uh, 25 subs. So that is the highest amount of subs I've ever had. And that is all, that is literally (laughs) all thanks to both a fluffy dog and Tengu Gemini. Uh, Yep. For the first time. Polly sitting here like, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a dom. I've got 25 (laughs) subs. Thought I might get two this week, and it didn't pan out. Damn. Well, you got happens. one though. What the fuck are you complaining about? Yeah, I'm still doing pretty alright. You're myself. still doing good. You're still doing all right. John engaged in kinky rough sex before the podcast, <laughs> so it's obvious why he's having a good time. He was already loose and ready for episode 100 by the time he got here because he done got his rocks off. It was just funny timing with you bringing up biting, biting necks. Yeah. Is all. Were you the dom or the sub? The for, dom. Oh, that's man. all I've done. That's all I've done the last year and a half. Oh. I'm pretty much that exclusively now. I'm okay with that. That's you know, like I had figured you, I had figured you a sub for a long time, <laughs> okay. and that, that might have been the case. Yeah, not really at this point. Not <laughs> I'm okay at this with point, that. No, you're not. You're. That's not. A, that's not a life you're ready to go back to. <laughs> are we live absolutely thank okay. you Tom uh, I don't, okay I don't I'm not going to say what I was going to say you're not going to say what you were going to say no because we're live why say it no 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 definitely not oh is it is it bad bad or is it's it something kinda... that would legally get us in trouble no okay then you can say it 
Well, or I'm just, you know, we're scrolling through the site and, uh, you know, all the old episodes to see the art, and then you just get to Janicast and I go, uh, oh, God. That's still there, huh? I, 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 yeah, you asked me. I offered to remove it. And John, John, John that, is the bigger person. We don't, we don't need to delete that. We don't need to delete Dance Party. It's, it's the past. It's fine. The past can't it's, hurt you. It's a part of, it's a part of who, who I was. Uh. Okay. But now, now you're all about domin and wine <laughs> and biting people's throats out and then leaving. Oh my and, god, all that was live, Jesus. Yep, it's fine. I, I figured. Why wouldn't it be? It's episode 100. It's where everything comes out, right? Yeah. It's kind of, it's been kind of fun seeing how all the, all the episode 49 hijinks have evolved into <laughs> real life. Remember the first time John got horny on the podcast and it was like, immediately we noticed that in his voice, it was just like, oh man, I have never heard anybody more horny in my life. <laughs> he was talking about boyfriend to death and I remember, just, oh, and I remember yeah. that being a turning point in my life because it was just like, I've literally, like, I've never imagined John Thayer horny before. Never thought about it. The thought had never entered my mind, but, like, as soon as he started talking about boyfriend to death, and his voice had this very unique quiver to it that said, the boner in my pants is about to break through, that's that's really, like, yeah, that was a kind of, like, a, a groundbreaking moment uh, in podcasting, I think, is, like, when John learned that he could be horny on Maine. And it would be yep. <laughs> totally okay, despite the fact that that's all me and Rhett ever did. <laughs> and that was the start of my arc towards becoming the boyfriend. Exactly. He is now the not to death. Mm-hmm. He is the deather. Exactly. <laughs> I am the death. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to hear a song? Sure. sure. Hell yeah. All right, so... We got a really unique uh, entry from one of our listeners. He's actually in the chat tonight. Everybody say hello to Zine Toto. Um, he uh, uh, sent us a, a message to listen to, but he did it in the form of something very interesting. And I'm going to let this speak for itself. Uh, so let's all sit back and enjoy the completely true and accurate history of Polly Part 1. By Zine Toto. Three, two, one, go. So I was going to make this uh, love song for John, and then I remembered, oh wait, John didn't buy me pizza in Chicago, so I decided to make a 43-minute rock epic about the greatest person who ever lived, Polly. But then Polly said, you know, keep it under five minutes. So <laughs> happy 100th birthday, Polly. Love all y'all. Everybody's saying it's my birthday. <laughs> Shooting, shooting, shoot, shoot, shooting demons 
And said, my warrior, you've done well You killed all the demons that scattered out from hell Daniel from a far hero, tell me who you are Only just turned around and said, hey asshole <laughs> This is just part one of an infinite series Documenting all of Pizza Polly. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Extremely good. Holy shit. Yep. 
Oh my god. Holly, had you listened <laughs> to that before? I... Yes, I knew what was coming, but I hadn't paid super close attention until <laughs> this Simon got the whole story. Oh my... Yeah, <laughs> but I, I kind of need a lyric sheet for that. The, yep. the amount of work that went into this insane. is insane. It is absolutely insane. It is nothing short of what I ex- you come to expect from Zenitoto because he kind of fucking goes all out all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was especially so uh, very fucking awesome. And uh, again, it's my hundredth <laughs> <Happy> birthday. <laughs> Which has kind of become a running theme and will continue to be a running theme in a lot of these, I guess. Um, yeah, that song think... is great. Uh, I am going to include that um, as its own separate download, by the way, for yeah. uh, anyone that wants it. Uh, so you will be able to grab both the podcast and I will have a separate link for uh, Xena Toto's uh... <laughs> The completely true and accurate history of Polly, part one. Thank you for the B-Day one. 200 bits. Tinger Gemini. Um, and thank you, Xenototo, for just that. Holy yeah. shit. That was, that was something. Like, I knew he was putting together a musical composition. I didn't know it was going to be this fucking nuts. That yes, as after five put it, that was pretty fucking next level. Um, yep. So very, very many much thanks, many thanks uh, for that. I do believe we have a third email, uh, John. I think that would be. Uh, I think that landed in your mailbox, did it not? Yep, it sure did. This one is from Iffy. Hey, I know that person. Yeah, socks friend. Um, socks friend wife. Iffy. Yep. Wow. 100 years of SoxCast. That sure is a long-ass time to be talking about digital media over the internet. Well, if you put it like that. (laughs) I really enjoyed listening to the three of you grow together as podcast hosts and finding your chemistry with each other, and you've always provided something entertaining for me to listen to on my work commute. There have been ups and downs along the way, but I feel like the Sox cast is in the best place it's ever been, and I hope we can keep it going for another hundred years. Thank you for entertaining and informing the masses for a century. Fuck. <laughs> We're old. Love. <laughs> no Ithin. kidding. Well, y'all are. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah. You're a hundred years old. I'm a hundred, literally. As, is but... fuck we're old part of the po- email or not? Yeah, That's part of the email, It's yes. part of the email. Okay. <laughs> That's specifically y'all three. You two, you two, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's very, much, yeah. Like we are going. Like John is just waiting for the day that both me and Rhett die, so this podcast is his. <laughs> no other, no other host. It'll just be me. Just it'll and, then fi- I'll be, and then I'll finally. finally, and then I'll be like, yes. Now it's just my opinions. <laughs> just <laughs> this John. is what what just John, just, just John. John, just John forever. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone really likes. That's, yeah, I think that's why everybody comes here anyway, right? Yeah, I get it. Right! Yeah? I heard 
that you were doing stuff that you probably wanted to talk about on a Gosh, pod- in, in podcast it's so, form. It's so weird following up that song. At least we had the email from Iffy to kind of calm things down for a bit. Hey man, like how do like what? How do we even follow that song? Yeah, like, like it's our <laughs> podcast, and I feel that even we don't measure up. We've at been this upstaged. Point. We've been, we got upstaged on our own fucking podcast. <laughs> All we're doing is talking. This motherfucker spent a week writing a song that probably was 43 minutes. <laughs> I want to hear the 43-minute version. Hop to it, it sounded like when the BPM went up at the end. It was like, oh, are we just doing the whole 43-minute version just in five minutes? <laughs> that's what I thought at first, too, is that we were, just, we were going to speed through this motherfucker. Oh, my God, that solo, <laughs> that solo was nuts. It's, oh, we're still talking about this. It's very good. Look, the song's good. Okay, thank yeah. you again, Zenitoto. Oh, Rhett. Okay, <laughs> talk um, about things. Anime. So we talked about how you watched season one of Attack on Titan last right. episode. I talked about watching season one of Symphogear. Right. That's yeah. So the... I watched season two of Symphogear this time. So Symphogear is that weird, like it's they're magical pilots, girls, but they're magical and they girls. sing when they fight. Because the songs give them power. Uh, so se- season two is also very good. I really like this show a whole lot. All right. Um, <laughs> here's just some examples of how dumb and stupid this show is, basically. <laughs> okay. Excellent. There's, there's a thing in season one that happens, and they like kind of formally canonize it in season two by explaining what happened. Mm-hmm. So two of the girls fight with weapons, and the third girl, the main one, just has you know punchy fists. She mm-hmm. punches stuff. But they explicitly say that because her hands are free, that means she can hold hands with the other girls while they fight <laughs> to channel her energy, their energy through them. And she kind of acts as a, like, is able to bra- brace the impact from the feedback of doing that. But the whole thing of them holding hands to get stronger in combat is, like, a legitimate tactic that they make explicit in Season 2. And I thought that was really funny. It's wholesome as fuck, if anything. They don't really actually do it that much, though, but it was like, the show is weird because they find, they seem to write themselves into so many corners in season two, mm-hmm. and then get out of most of them, <laughs> surprisingly elegantly. Nice. And then, there's, and then there's just one where they just went, fuck it, we want to do something cool, and they we don't care about the consequences, and we're just going to ignore what happened for the rest of the show, which was a little weird. As you'd expect. Yeah, like, made, like this show, season two, seems to go way more out of its way just to have shocking thing happen for Cliffhanger. Mm. Like, it's just, it's bonkers. Um, season one really doesn't focus on the main villain that much. It's really kind of a story of the main character's growth and their arcs and development. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of throw in a villain right at the end. Season two is all about the villains, so, like, they're introduced in the first episode, you know. Yeah. It's so, so it's kind of more of a Nanaha A's thing of like, hey, like half the show is about the villains this time, like what they're up to, and you know, they're playing terrorist basically. Like, it's it's weird because they th- to have kind of good villains, they have to think they're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Basically, yeah, that makes sense to me. And then this show just goes so stupid over the top at the very end, <laughs> like. Like, well, I mean, of... this is exactly what I want in, a sh- in yeah. anime, oh, no. though. That is absolutely what I want. This is the most me show ever. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> when I describe the show as, like, magical mecha girls in space singing songs, like, 
It is so true how much that becomes, like, one of them just straight up summons a mecha in, like, the penultimate episode. And I was, like, very pleased with that. Like, just kind of, kind of out of nowhere, basically, too. It's so like, good! Like, the last episode, they beat the they beat the final boss, like, before the midpoint mm. of the episode. So it's like, there's 15 minutes left, and I'm like... There's going to be another big bo- fo- boss fight, and then there totally is. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the whole show isn't really over until there's, like, three minutes left, and it's like, okay, cool down time. Oh, oh the show's over. <laughs> like, just n- no time wasted whatsoever, basically. Nice. Excellent. So, I'm excited to watch season three now that I've talked about two on the podcast. Because you've got, like, you've got your long-running thing now, and I've got yeah. mine, and we we're going to keep that going for a while. Yeah, Always- yours will be... A- Mine will be over next time. (laughs) We'll see. Um, One other thing in the -the over-the-top action mood. I played Bayonetta 2. That! Excellent. That fucking game. Holy shit. So, uh, I did not get to play Bayonetta 2. Mm, I didn't either. It was a Wii U exclusive. Uh Yeah. But it was. now. It's on the yeah, Switch now. A, a system people actually own. It is really weird that you can get Bayonetta 1 and 2 on Switch, but, like, Bayonetta 1 by itself is, like, $6 on Steam during the sales. Yeah. Like, you were, you're paying quite the premium for 2. Yeah, yeah. That's a little weird. But, like, holy fucking shit. I've never, ever seen a game that just fires on all cylinders constantly. Like, this like, game this is game. at 11 at all times, it sounds like. It is at 11 like. the entire time. Like, the tutorial in the first game, like, takes place in this little graveyard. Mm-hmm. The tutorial in this one <laughs> takes place on a fighter jet flying through New York City. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first playable moment in this game. You are <laughs> on a fighter jet battling demons, or actually angels. You fight angels, most Bayonetta. But this game actually does introduce some demon enemies. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't stick entirely to one side this time. Nice. The the main story thrust is basically Bayonetta goes to hell. Yeah! (laughs) Which is also very good. Yup. It's just, this game's fucking crazy. It's just like like the Ernest movies. Like, Ernest goes to camp. Bayonetta goes to camp. (laughs) Ernest scared stupid. Bayonetta scared stupid. It works! We could put Bayonetta in all of those Ernest movies and it would work. Oh my god. True. No, the first one is Bayonetta goes to space. This one's Bayonetta goes to hell. I don't think Ernest lived long enough to go to space, unfortunately. Unfortunately. He passed away. Yeah. After getting getting put in the electric chair? Yeah. No, he lived through the electric chair. That's why they had to let him go. If you survive getting shocked in oh the electric chair, they have, they have to let you go. <laughs> there is a fight in this game, like, I think it's chapter five, which is not very far into the game. Mm-hmm. That is, like, the biggest thing I've ever seen in a game, basically, where it's, like, this boss fight that just keeps escalating mm-hmm. and escalating and escalating, and I'm like, y'all, you're, you're blowing your load on Chapter 5 here. Yeah, like, you're, y'all really are coming crazy. way too early. Like, you know how, like, I don't know why this is always my go-to example. In Rocket Knight Adventures, there's, like, the huge mechs of the char- main characters and the villain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're fighting. So Bayonetta does something like that, <laughs> where it's like, you and this, you're fighting this, uh, what are the they called the there's the umber witches and the lumen saints 
So you're fighting a Lumen Saint guy, mm-hmm. and like that fight keeps escalating, and then in the background, Madame Butterfly is fighting like a giant sized <laughs> angel guy. Uh-huh. It's just fucking ridiculous. The fact that this fight and like they're doing things to have that fight interact with yours. Oh, that's where, like crazy. Where like the Lumen Sage will do this te- telegraphed attack where he raises his hand up, and if you don't like stun him in time, the angel in the background will punch you. Oh, so like, so you have to hit him enough so that Madame Butterfly will punch him out of it instead. Like, it's fucking crazy. And then you play as Butterfly for a little bit at the very end of the fight. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a game go this nuts besides, like, Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, like, some stuff it did. Yeah, but even then, MGS4 does not go this crazy. Like, this not is, this, this is not platinum. This, big, but... this is platinum crazy. This is Revengeance crazy. Yeah. A couple of things made me think of Reflex there, too. Hmm. <laughs> So there's one problem with Bayonetta 2. Uh-oh. Is that when you run at 11 the entire time... Yeah, this is... You don't have escalation or climax, and especially climax, because this game just kind of ends abruptly. Oh, weird. It's so weird, like... Like I, I attribute, such, yeah. like like I, I I compared this. I think I don't know if I said this in DMT or not. Mm-hmm. Like I like it, it reminds me of sort of the loudness wars where, like everything, if everything is loud yeah. in a song and there are no peaks and valleys, then mm-hmm. there's no dynamics. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. to like let your ear rest. There's nothing to excite your yeah. ear when things pick back up. That's sort it's of what so, this game sounds yeah. like. It's so weird. Like the final boss fight. It's just not the biggest one, even though, like, there are several that they could have... I mean, obviously, you'd have to change the story to move things around, but, like, yeah. the fact that the final boss doesn't feel like the biggest, most grandest moment in the game which is super weird. Which definitely did in Bayonetta 1. Which yes. Def- yes. Like, Bayonetta 1 has a final boss that could have been the final boss, and then it just goes wild where you're riding motorcycles on <laughs> missiles and going to space, and then you, like throw the final boss at the sun f- and you fly past all the plants. Like, that game goes... It goes the extra mile. The end. It goes the extra mile at the end, even though it doesn't really yeah. have to, because it still gave you a great moment prior to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this one has the final boss, so then it actually ends, and I'm just like, oh, what? <laughs> like, it's actually... It's kind of like, so the, first time, it's like the first time you beat Metroid Prime and there's not an escape sequence. And oh, it's just like, and it's just like weird... Weird. And then they added one to two, and it was just like, well, now yeah. it just feels hokey and tacked on. <laughs> it's it's so so. The other thing is like, there's a Star Fox level in this game. Like the, this one comes with a lot of yeah. those Nintendo costumes. So I looked up which one which one is the Star Fox level because I want to know to wear the Fox costume for that level. And I'm like, okay, it's Chapter 16. Turns out 16's the last one. Oh, that's weird. So, like, that's the other super weird thing. It goes, it literally goes from the Star Fox homage level into the final boss fight. That's... Without, without even, like, a recap of, like, enemy encounters and stuff. That's not... A, that's not how I would end that game. It's super weird. So I'm watching this cutscene going, like, y'all sure do look like you're introducing the final boss. You're not introducing the final boss here, Is this the final boss? And then, like... It does a similar thing to the throw the bad guy into the sun in this one. Yeah. But again, not nearly as crazy as throwing the bad guy across the entire solar system. It just does a smaller version of that. And I'm like, 
I think this is that was the final boss. That's <laughs> kind it of just huh. It's so weird because the whole game is so tightly paced and just over the top, and then cut. It just ends, and then there's a sequel tease, which was like, "Come on, guys, that's more." So, like, more. I think as a playing game, I would absolutely take this one over one. Yeah, but like. The overall package, I actually think the first game probably comes out on top because it had a story, it had characters, it had an arc, and it had the last third, yeah, which was yeah. this complete, perfect escalation of, you know, you fight Jean, you fight the last boss, and then it just goes bonkers. And this one is just, it literally does run at, like, 11 the entire time. And then maybe 9 at the end. <laughs> but again, in this game's defense, a couple chapters before the end, something incredibly 11 out of 10 loud happens. Right, right. And a thought crossed my mind, and I can't really qualify if this is actually true or not, but a thought crossed my mind of, this is the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. <laughs> but I don't want to... Wow, that's I don't a bold put fucking... This game woo, that's bold. Low, that's bold. The end. But may have been the most fun I've ever had playing a game, so there's that. Wow. It's just... It's just like John had said earlier, we like, we're here for the payoff, and I felt like this game did everything but the payoff. Oof. The payoff really, just happened way really too early. That's so rough. That's a really weird compliment that you wouldn't expect as being added to Anodyne 2. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> Was not expecting those two to go hand in hand in such a weird way. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is funny because the, like, it seems like a lot of folks like two more. It yeah, seems like, like that's the I general consensus that I totally get. That's totally valid, though, is that I think it is the better playing game. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, the the start of one is real slow. Yeah, it really is. But then the end is so big, and, you know, mm-hmm. I think... It still just, starts with you, got, like, fighting and made free fall coming off of a clock tower. Yeah. Like, that's still pretty, that's still oh, pretty good. Yeah, I guess the this one does something similar. Well, I'm kind of not counting that as the actual start. Okay. Like, as far as the actual, like, you will suffer if you die here. Like, the tutorials are yeah. graveyard versus jet plane, which is still ridiculous. <laughs> True. Uh, I think I think that's about it. But yeah, I think Bayonetta 2 is crazy because, like, almost every single fight will introduce a new enemy. And, like, they reuse so little. Right. It's like, so different from one. Yeah, like, to one really had a few major enemies that you fought a lot. Mm-hmm. This one, I can't really name any specific encounters because almost every single one seems unique, which is kind of crazy. That like, is... it is so tight and just, like, adrenaline blast of what you want yeah. the whole time. Then it, it's just like, okay, I'm done. We're out. Here's some Star Fox shit. Okay, final boss, we're out. That like, the final stage being the Star Fox homage yeah. and then into the final... Like, that's such an... That... like. Like, when I get to the final stage of something, I want that moment to be memorable. Like, there are so many games that I've played where the final... that way. It's just like, they easily could have been like, oh no, there's a tower, and we've got to have, like, five more fights against regular enemies. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. Just like the final stage being an homage kind of rubs me the wrong way. Well, okay, I think if you... You have to be wearing the Star Fox outfit for it to specifically be... You know, playing the Star Fox music and have you flying in our wing. I, didn't, I haven't done it the other way yet. Mm. 
where I think she just like hijacks a fighter jet or something in the final stage. But again, it's it's weird for because there's a just there's like the space harrier level in the first game, but that's not right at the end. Right, right. It's like kind of the kickoff to the final act. Hmm. So that's the pacing in this one got a little wonky at the end because oh my god, there's a mech though. Bayonetta in a mech. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's the greatest game ever. It's Bayonetta in a goddamn mech. <laughs> what can I say? It's the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. <laughs> I love your childlike glee at moments like this. It's so... It gives me energy. It makes me believe in love again. I was thinking... So if I was doing these two things, the Simple Gear and Bayonetta, like, the same day, and Bay- I was just like... No, no, no. Bayomecha. Bayomecha. Yeah. Right there. It's right there in chat, Rhett. Just say it. You'll feel good. I want Platinum to make a simple gear game. <laughs> okay, that's that's my bit. That, that's your bit? Excellent. That's your bit. All right, well, I'm going to work on getting our fourth and final guest ready and prepped on in here. Uh, y'all, make with the banter. Hey, Rhett. <laughs> I'm spent. Yeah, what? what's up? Not much. I'm mad that I had my Wii U taken. Along with Bayonetta 2. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. We can just keep bringing it up until the end of time. We'll talk about Bayonetta 2. We'll talk about Mario Maker. We'll talk about... Let's talk about you Wonderful had... 101. Let's every fucking that. episode. But every every episode. Let's just slow hey, down. Hey, John, don't worry. I can't play Wonderful 101 either. Yeah, that's true. That makes me feel a little better. Also, I... Yeah, the, that's the thing I was kind of thinking with Bayonetta 2. Is like, I have the... Most people say two is better. Then I have a couple people that are like really into platinum, really into character action, and they mm. like one just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably fair though, because I'm really not into character action usually. Mm-hmm. But like good, these games are. There's a ret question in chat. Oh, short hair or long hair bayonetta? Mm-hmm. I would say short hair. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down with short hair bayonetta. But I also wore the Samus outfit most of the game, so. <laughs> oh could, yeah. Poncho says, talk about Shovel Knight. I, I, They're I still start... making that. It's They're still making it. They're still making it. I hate the amount of insta-kill to yeah. Bayonetta 1. They really just do get rid of all y'all. that shit. They get rid of all that shit, though. Just relax about the QTEs. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It is weird, though, when you're doing fine and then, oh, there's lava chasing you. You died. Yeah. Yeah, it does, it's not great, but who cares? Yeah, I'm just saying, they it's stu- it's little things like that that Bayonetta two cleans up that mm-hmm. does make it flow a little bit better. <laughs> oh god, that was a that was like cinematic. That was an intro. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey. Gonna, I, okay. Hi. Are you about to tell us about how Shodan killed you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Final Doom lately. After finishing um, System Shock two, it's sort of a detox. Oh, okay, there you okay. go. Everybody, wait a minute. Uh, I think I know who this is. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. Pat F- of, Hi, fi- Pat. of Pat Final Fantasy is his full name. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is here to talk about Final Fantasy Tactics A2. Oh, God. Someone at oh. work at, someone at work mentioned Final Fantasy, and I just had to, like, bite the inside of my mouth. <laughs> not... <laughs> Pray to God they don't know you wrote about the entire fucking series. I don't. I don't have to engage. It's it's my choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what what prompted the Final Fantasy Tactics A2? Oh, this is good. Go ahead, be honest. I have to know. Tell them. Uh, someone paid me to do it. <laughs> That's why you did the last one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I think that you should be. That's so good. <laughs> if I visit Berlin again next year, this is going to subsidize it. <laughs> so this, this, oh man, that's that. Like I remember you. That's so good. I remember him DMing me just like late one night, just like, hey, if you pitched this idea to me, and it was just like, you, li- you literally got somebody to pay you to do this. <laughs> Fucking I'm do it, gonna... dog. I'm not naming names. Oh, don't... No, I'm not asking you to do that. I just think that it's a great thing that happened that I get I get a jolly, jolly good laugh out of, though. It was, and, that's, and that's what you said back in the day. I will do more of these if you pay me. Yeah, you exactly. literally that's put that exactly on the table. That's what this person cited. He quoted the line, and I think it was the tactics write-up, where he's like, I said, you'd have to pay me to, play ta- to do tactics, advance. And he just, like, <laughs> pasted that into a DM and was like... How much? Just hypothetically. <laughs> and I um, lowballed him, and I, I, I hate myself for it. <laughs> I think he was serious. <laughs> it's so good, though. That's like, man, like I'm. You know what? You got your bread. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm okay with Get it. I, I have to live with myself for it. I, I totally missed until just now that you did an A two one. Oh God! I was on vacation. That was the day I finished Bayonetta. <laughs> Ugh, what a, what a wretched game! <laughs> it's, it's I like, read the whole thing. <laughs> I have I have seen Pat be in misery from these games before, but this is that kind of misery where it's not even like offensively bad or anything. It's just like pointless, like the most pointless fucking thing you could do in your life, and Pat had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Both, like, Tactics A2 especially. Like, well, yeah. Tactics A2 is frustrating a little bit because you could tell they thought through the job system with that one. They, you could mm-hmm. tell they actually tried to make it workable and balance it out. But it's just so pointless. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's a slog. It's a pointless fucking slog. It's, it doesn't even have the awful, offensive undertones of the first game's story. I know. <laughs> and but the the worst part of it is, it still has it's still addictive as hell. So like, I would yeah. just like start playing it again and just be like, why the why am I doing this with my life? <laughs> I'm disintegrating faster every day that goes by. <laughs> You're fucking Thanos. <laughs> Walk out into the woods. Enjoy, like, the... And have, like, some birds flying and then pull out the DS. Like, all right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It was, it, it, the A2 one came at a good time because the long-form writing project I was working on was making me insane and I needed mm-hmm. to do something else for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. So that, so I did that instead. And now I'm back to what I was doing before and now I'm feeling crazy again. Excellent. No yeah. longer another novel, go. right? Yes. Excellent. It wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be. But okay, okay. Well, so, so do like we have any kind of ETA on this novel, or is it kind of still? Just if it's like... not, if it's not done by the end of the year, I'm going to kill myself. Oh God, no! Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you do that, then I die too because I'm you. Oh, yeah, that checks out. Right, right. 
Yeah, we can't. We can't right. be having that. We can't have that. You can't kill me. Fuck. What? <laughs> what did you? You cannot the kill the poly. Which one messes the other is Horcrux. I who? <laughs> that's that's that's. Worded. I work with people. I work with people like ten years younger than me, and they throw Harry Potter terms around. <laughs> and I pretend to know what they're talking about. Oh, <laughs> we had this convo earlier. Yeah, because I'm the did. one that was actually in that yeah, like John generation. Is the one, yeah, John's the one that would be having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, what else have you been up to other than torturing yourself? Maybe there's something you can talk about that doesn't completely tear your soul to pieces. Oh, all, oh, all of it's pretty terrible. Oh, um, all of it? My roommate was away for a week, and I had to emotionally validate her cat for that amount of time. It was so... Mr. So much, it got sick. Oh. I, <laughs> I sorry, can't sorry, do the it's, mu- a pet. it's a pet suffering, so I laughed. Um, let's, I don't know. I went on a date for the first time in a year and a half last week, and that was terrible. Oh, great. I can relate. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was super not over her ex, and you could tell because she was super not over her ex. Oh, yeah, the, the <laughs> signs are always there. I should have I should have known what I was getting myself into. Like thirty minutes in, she says that like she hates living in Philadelphia, and the only other two cities she like, she really likes wants to be in are Tokyo and Los Angeles. Oh no, that's <laughs> abort. My friend, abort. My friend Natalie says anyone who likes L.A. deserves to live in L.A. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Oh God, that's funny. Yeah, how's everyone else doing? That. <laughs> <laughs> right. mean, probably a little bit. You played you 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 played System Shock. Maybe that made you feel good. <laughs> Maybe that gave you a little reprieve from the awfulness. I I have a I have a a, a friend at work who just follows me around and just sighs at when I, whenever I sigh. She's like my, she's become my apprentice. It's, it's actually very. She's getting good at it. <laughs> you, just have, you have to go through the back of the throat. It's like. no system shock 2 like i was really really impressed with system shock 2 like when i I played bioshock when it came out and i loved bioshock yeah and i would get so irritated at those like pc gamers who would push up their glasses and say all bioshock is is a dumbed down version of system shock 2 for the console people and i would take offense at that and then i played system shock 2 finally and i was like they're they're absolutely right I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, System Shock 2 is amazing. Like, there's like, a reason that game has the pedigree that it does. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Like, I, it's, it's probably, like, I wouldn't put it in my, like, I'm not sure if I would put it in my top five or top ten, but, like, it has a place in my top 15 at this point. Yeah. Like, cool. It, as a game, you can you 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 can recognize its impact, and I think that that's. Kind oh my of... god! Like Doom Three wanted to be System Shock Two, and I did not realize that when I played Doom Three. <laughs> you see, I never made that connection, but you're not the only person I've heard make that connection. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just well, like I just thought Doom Three was dumb and fun. Like I, but, Doom but, Three was dumb and fun, but like it wanted to be. It, it saw the system. What System Shock Two was doing with a kind of like, let's take a first-person shooter and do a survival horror thing with that. Mm-hmm. And the Doom people were like, that, "That's a great idea." And they saw that System Shock Two was telling a story that you had to piece together through finding audio logs. Oh, you and see, and they did that. Except the story was stupid. Yeah, Doom Three's story <laughs> is awful, and I didn't pay much attention to it. System Shock's two story is brilliant, yes. and do pay attention to it. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, I, I had to play this, like, yeah, I'm sort of stuck because my computer can't play any game that came after, out after, like, 2002? Oof. <laughs> Big oof. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I, <laughs> if I were able to, like, I watch match videos of Dragon Ball Fighters and Street Fighter V because if I could play any of these games, I would be doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And not talking to you or to anybody else. Dang. Fair. Yeah, like... How's KOF 14 look on your end? It looks so good. Yeah. I'm... 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 Yeah, it's a, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I was happy that um, it, people... Some people were paying a bit of attention to it at... I think it was Evo... It was at Evo last year, was it? Or the year before? Uh... I think it, like, it might have been last I year. I think it was... I think it was the year before. And I, I was also... I was also pleasantly surprised that the new Samurai Showdown apparently was getting good press. Yeah, right, Samurai Showdown looks really good. I saw I saw Shiki's kill move, and that it's good. Uh, um, yeah, I kind of get hot and bothered. But. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> can relate. Um, the only other game I played recently, I played the um, Telt the Seven Max Telltale games, which my computer can run because they're so basic. And oh my god. Like I, that's another thing I waited far too long to play. Oh, I was cool. so emotionally attached to the um, LucasArts Sam and Max game from ninety three, ninety four, mm-hmm. and you know I'm generally skeptical about the move from two D like pixel art to three D, and then from like a sprawling um, just one off to like kind of somewhat dumbed down or I guess you could say streamlined episodic format, but. They did a great job with those, and mm. I waited far too long to play them. Have any have any of you played them? I've not played the Sam and Max game. Mm. Uh, I have played like uh, I played The Walking Dead. I played The Walking Dead and Back to the Future though, and those are really good. Are they more like are is there, are they do they have any point and click adventure elements to them, or are they just straightforward um, like kind of visual? novel-esque. They uh, have, uh, uh, I think Back to the Future definitely does. I think Walking yeah. Dead is when they really started to streamline it. Yeah. Even though that mm-hmm. one still had some point-click stuff, it was definitely moving in that direction. Yeah. Pretty. Like, if you want more pointy-clicky stuff, definitely play Back to the Future, especially if you like Back to the Future, obviously. Yeah. Because they really <laughs> nail the tone of those movies very well, uh, along with the point-and-click stuff actually being fun and logical. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, have, I have the Sam and Max games, though, that I, I have not played them yet, though. Do you have oh, all of them? Someone spilled their wine. Uh-oh. That was me. <laughs> That'd be I, spill, I knocked over the wine glass, and then I walked over my water cup. Nice! Right. You're on oh. Conti- Y'all continue. All right. <laughs> I've, been, I've been drinking whiskey. When I was in Ireland, I got a bottle of whiskey uh, called Writer's Tears to um, remind myself of the choices I made in my life. <laughs> the most appropriate drink you could ever have. Um, but yeah, which um, do you have all the Sandmax games downloaded, or like on Steam, or just like one of, or like one or more of the seasons? I think I just have one of the seasons. Like one and two are great. Like mm-hmm. two especially. Like they take. It's it's kind of brilliant just how the, the story is. I don't. I, I'm surprised that I'm hearing myself say this, but it's just so intricately constructed. Mm-hmm. For a game about like a psychotic bunny rabbit and you know and a deadpan detective dog, yeah, they are yeah. really smartly put together. Like even the old games, the, the LucasArts jams were still good. They were still like they still have like I don't like I think that like when Telltale grabs things, 
I don't know how much uh, of the original, you know, development I think team they had. Steve Purcell, the sound original cartoonist who created them, was just would like get together like with the people writing the tail games for lunch, and then they just talk about what they were doing, and he would give some input, and then they'd go back and make a game. Oh, so see, he that's wasn't really cool. involved, but like they were just like they, he was chatting with the developers. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, but but I know that like you know when it comes to adapting material, like yeah. especially early Telltale stuff was really fucking good with it. I would also recommend the third. The third season was the one I started with, and mm-hmm. that one is weird because it gets actually it gets kind of serious, which is something that Max isn't supposed to do. No, not typically. It, no, but it does it just it you know it gives you just as much uh, enough of a wink while it's while it's being serious yeah. or dramatic that it it works and I I'm really I was really pleasantly surprised like the ending sequence to the to the last one is like genuinely moving mm-hmm. and I did not think I would ever say that about anything Sam and Max because yeah. their yeah. shtick is just being irreverent and ridiculous yeah irreverent ridiculous like, absurd. Yeah, like, that's typically not what you come to... Like, that's interesting. I'm Like, I, I'm definitely going to be more inclined to check out what I have now, like, because I, I don't have Steam open at the moment. I do know that I have something Sam and Max, but... Yeah. I think see, I think Season 2 is the best of them, but, mm-hmm. like, Season 3 is a fine place to start, because Season 1 and 2 kind of tie into each other, because there's some character overlap. Mm-hmm. Season 3 you can just start with, because I, I just started playing Season 3, and they do enough good enough job of recapping what you need to know from the first games, without spoiling too much or or, you know, or rehashing too much, that so you can just kind of pick, like start, like, hit the ground running. That's cool. I'll definitely have to give that a look. Because as somebody who is both a fan of Sam and Max, and, like, I'm obviously big into narrative-focused things, like, the mm-hmm. the fact that 3 definitely has that kind of, like, whoa, we're going to go in a, a, a direction you might not have expected, that definitely piques my interest as somebody who kind of likes that. In, uh, like, when you can take an established formula like that and try to take it somewhere it hasn't gone before and then pull it off, like, that's something that always interests me. They do an admirable, an admirable job. And just for the record, my favorite characters in the series are Bosco and Agent Superball. Mm. Just keep it out for those. Bosco was like the guy who owned the convenience store in the who just you see his storefront in the um, first Salmon Max game, and you mm. happen and you just walk into and you don't see the guy. But he becomes a fully fleshed out character in the first two seasons, and he's brilliant. Cool. That's I right. thought all of these got delisted. I okay, think I'm they did because uh, uh, yeah. Telltale went out of business. They, their catalog is, I think it either has been bought uh, and is going to be coming back, or that's something that's in the works, though. Okay, because I'm seeing the pages, at least. Yeah. I'd like to see another Sam and Max game. I think they could still probably just put it, like, depending on who was working on well, it. Well, it won't be Telltale, <laughs> yeah. because they're dead. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. real, the, mess, the licensing behind their stuff is super messy now, because... It's all different. It's all licensed stuff. That's yeah, all they ever did. That's all they have. So, like, but then it's all like if if another company did buy it, like they can't just go, okay, we're gonna relicense it. Like, you'd have to do every single one individually because it's like, okay, they've got Batman and like Walking Dead. Like, they're all over the place. Yeah, I forgot they did a Batman game. Was that any good? I I've heard people say both good and bad about it. 
Yeah. Like, I've not really, like, I've not, I've not had, like, a sure consensus one way or another. It's kind of just been mixed. It's, it's sort of been that way since after they did The Walking Dead. Uh, they yeah. kind of, they blew up really big, and then they started really stretching themselves they put in. Out, they put out so many games so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they did... Like, they did. They did like two seasons of Guardians, of Guardians of the Galaxy that like I've never heard anybody talk about. Yeah, I'd never even heard of that. Yeah, they did. They, they did like a season of uh, Game of Thrones that yeah, I've never heard anybody not... talk about. They had their hand. They had their finger in so many pies by the end. Yeah, that it's, it's just like they were stretched so thin and things were tanking so bad that apparently, it just, yeah. yeah. When they went out of business, it was like, oh, yeah, they were spending, like, a ton of money on these licenses, and they weren't paying out, like, ever. Yeah, like... Uh, they thought, oh, Batman... Like, they always thought it was the license that was gonna make it blow up. Like, oh, if we get Batman, or if we get Game of Thrones... And you it's know? like, no, that like, just because you had The Walking Dead isn't why that game sold. It's because you told a really damn good story with really great yeah, characters. Yeah, because even mm-hmm. Walking Dead later seasons didn't or, do nearly what the first one did. Yeah. Because they kind of gameplay wise, they kept making the same game, and it wasn't an, even an adventure game anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Um, Pat, I did see one clip where you're Batman talking to like the police commissioner, and then you're given the dialogue option to back grapple away, and so she can ask you like a, she asked Batman like a, a real question. It's like, why the fuck do you, are you doing X Y Z? And then he just lifts up his thing and grapples away. <laughs> and she's just and she just stares just like Ugh. So that's a moment that happens in the commissioner in that's these a good games, thing. Then. I'm sorry? Who's the commissioner in these games? Um I Is it not Gordon? It was not Gordon. I, I think it might have been someone else, like a prosecutor or something. Yindle? I don't know. Speaking <laughs> of comic books, is anyone following the um X Men re reboot? I'm not I don't think any of us are too think good on that. Side. I don't follow comics uh, I ever. It's <laughs> so it's it's actually interesting, and I'm oh. so happy about. It. Like I've been, I've read like through um you know dubiously legal means like mm. fifth like like two thousand issues of various X comics over the last year and a half, and I need help. But oh no, <laughs> got, the comics have been so bad ever like since like the last ten years when um. Marvel didn't have the rights to the didn't have the film rights, so they put the X Men on the back burner, and mm. it's just been terrible. And earlier this year, they had a big, um, much ballyhooed relaunch, and the relaunch was terrible. Mm. So, oh. half, so six months later, they they did a, like a relaunch of the relaunch. Oh my god! And they actually X Men: The Realm Reborn. No, it's um, the um, they did they did sort of they did a um. What they ended up doing was uh, Age of X Men, which was like Age of Apocalypse, like version four point zero. Mm-hmm. Because okay. yeah, it was interesting, but it was like also they've done it. Bef- they've done like they did Age of Apocalypse, and then there was um, what House of M, and then there was Age of X, and then they're just going to do another ultimate universe, alternate universe story, and it's going to fall into play, and it, it didn't. But the news, like, I'm really impressed with how well. Um, um, they actually make the X Men kind of interesting again, and that's right. no small feat because they have done. You, one would think they've done everything they could possibly do with that license after forty years. Right, mm. right. 
You know what they need to do though, and I know how to fix this problem. I've got yes. it. I've got. You know what it is? What's that? Two thousand ninety nine. <laughs> let's bring oh, back two. Let's bring back two thousand ninety nine. I still got my Punisher two thousand ninety nine comics. Let's go. I love the so a lot of the the 2099 comics are so bad. But they are. I love so much. I love them so much. I, I love them. Yes. I love. I even oh. love X Men 2099. Like. Yep. They're such losers. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's so dumb. But it, it's like it's my kind of dumb. The only really good one was Doom 2099, which was written by the same guy who did X Men 2099. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like Doctor Doom, like as an antihero. That works. works. So well. They make that work. He's just a jerk who wins all the time, and you're rooting for him because <laughs> everyone else is just so terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's such it's such a pessimistic view of the future that like the the world is such is so fucked up that Doctor Doom, you know, taking of control. All people, only, it, it's it's a good, it can only be a, a, an improvement at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it could be an improvement at this point. Yeah, like you're literally <laughs> at this you, point. We were all thinking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually did go on a kick um, about six months ago where I bought and read a bunch of Spider-Man comics. Um, so that's and I did buy the X-Men Dark Phoenix book. I was just like, all right, that might be fun. I haven't read any of them before, mm. so. That's actually that's actually something relevant. Do you have any Spider-Man recommendations? I the only Spider-Man comics I've read extensively, I'm almost ashamed to admit, were um was Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> <laughs> but, that was, but that was by Peter David, and he is legit. He is like yeah, he's yeah. legit. Like right. if you want to read a like a really really good like a really excellent X comic, mm-hmm. do X Factor uh, Volume Two. It's so good that I'm surprised there isn't a Vertigo imprint on the cover. Mm. It's, it's excellent. It's it's he's, uh, he takes a team of just like a bunch of like B-listers yeah. from various X comics and just has them form a detective agency and just watches their personalities bounce off against each other. Cool. It's, it's a little bit like Secret Six, which I did read. Yes, recommendation. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like the X Men version of Secret Six. To be totally like, that's perfect. That's how I would exactly how I would describe it. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. I've got a comic store near me that's really nice, so I can just go in, snag something off the book once I once the bug bites me again. You will not be disappointed. Cool. I think I also got the Infinity Gauntlet book, so I could read them and be like, "Mm, "These are better." Oh, I love those. Yeah, (laughs) they're very good. They're they're so good. Good. It's it's so ridiculous. I, I, I do I, say I don't, I don't watch movies. Did um did the um movie have the part where the Celestials challenge Thanos and they just like start throwing planets at him? Uh no. Oh. Oh, they kept the Celest. They they didn't even have death in it at all. He just has. He doesn't have a motivation. Oh. Huh. <sighs> movies are the 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 movie goes pretty well in a in a handful of other ways though. Right, yeah, I would I, say. I would point out. I've heard it. I've heard it's very good, but I I really yeah. can't be bothered. That's fine. You're fine. I know. Thank you for saying so. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. lying. So many. <laughs> you're, supposed, you're so fine. I know. Don't so many worry. people are like. I, I told him I haven't seen the Marvel movies. Like you gotta see the Marvel movies. You. They just, I don't. I don't have to do anything. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I like keeping up with them is one thing. Where you're watching them like every once every 
twice a year, maybe. Yeah. The idea of like catching up on oh a backlog of twenty movies that yeah, are mostly like that's, same. That's literally what killed my interest. No. Yeah. Oh, you had you had to be there, and even when you were there, it wasn't like that important. <laughs> I saw the DC um, animated uh, universe when that when that was a thing, and doing kind of the same thing on like the small screen. I I mm-hmm. kind of get it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Um, Killing Joke was real good. Oh no, I was talking about like um when like in like 1991. <laughs> oh, the good, the good, the good, the good stuff. Yeah. How they would just build. How they were like bat, like Superman. The animated series spun off of Batman, and then Batman Beyond spun off of Batman. And then they all came together. Hmm. It was. It was I so. St- I still see cool clips from Justice League, and I'm like, damn, this is really cool. I know. It's rad. Um, I've been following the, um, I actually, I'm almost ashamed to admit to this. I have a subscription to DC Universe just for the Young Justice, um, third season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. It was a great show. It, the new Wait, one's decent. Is, Wait, that, is that over? I thought that ended and you were sad. <laughs> Did they start uh, back up again? They put out, yeah, they have a third season on the, um, DC, like, subscription, like, you know, subscription oh. service. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue is terrible, but it's hardest in the right place. All right, that counts. That's yeah, cool. that's cool. All, All right. right, if you're into that sort of thing, I, re- I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Polly got me to read Maximum Carnage. Maximum Carnage is good. <laughs> I still stand. I enjoyed the edgy Venom shit. I still stand edgy Venom shit. I, I, edgy '90s shit is great. Like I ended up reading a bunch of um, Punisher 2099. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just one line where he's like, "I don't need a jetpack." All I need is my hate. Yes! <laughs> yes! I am, like, I am so here for that shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Pat, before we see you off, uh, is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, I gotta run in a minute. I have to, My friend is house-sitting, and there's a swimming pool there, and I gotta go lie in it. Okay, man. Well, Excellent plan. I appreciate I you I lay making, by the beach before the I, podcast. I, I feel ya. I appreciate you making time for us, uh, being here yeah. for the uh, episode. Congratulations on 100 episodes. And, and thank you again for being a part of our wonderful community and our site, because I, I know that a lot of people found their way here thanks to your work. Uh, and I know that I've always kind of like made the joke, like, I'm the only re- people come to my site for his bullshit. I always kind I'm of. Still, I, still forward, I still get emails that I forward to you. Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> of the people who Great. want to sell like ads. I know. Oh. I get this all the time. It's so stupid. It, it happens if you have a domain, but uh, again, thanks for making time for us, and thanks for being. Yeah, thanks a for part having of, me on. Thanks for being a part of the community, and we love you to bits, Pat. And we hope. Yep. And, and we're looking forward. Mutual. We're looking forward to that novel, by the way. Oh god. Yeah, I am. I, I really enjoyed all the lonely people. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. This one. Really I'm it. gonna. This, I'm gonna be honest. It's a zeros follow up. It wasn't supposed That's to. Fine. I like the zeros too. I love the zeros. It was supposed, to be, a, was supposed to be a novel, but it became one. <laughs> it's going to be a hot mess. I'm looking forward to finishing it. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, indulge the things that could be a hot mess. That's how we pulled off her lullaby and afterward. Yeah. I'm, I'm embracing it. There you go. Exactly. There you go. We'll talk to you later, Pat. You have yourself a good yeah. one. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Always good checking in with, with, with <laughs> the elder statesman of the community, <laughs> if you will. <Yep. laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first bitchy Anna things was that she picked up my copy of the Zeros and was just like I don't like this after like two pages oh god I, was like, I, I think this is great so yeah. fuck you 
Yeah. Uh, Anna's a cunt. <laughs> yep, that's true. That is, <laughs> or we're just replaying all the hits this episode. Yeah, we're just gonna replay all the fucking hits. Sonic right. the Hedgehog. There uh, we go. I got a hit we can play. I have, uh, I, I received an audio <laughs> message uh, from another friend of the site, a recent friend of the site. Uh, you know, our Wait, g- is that Pat in the chat? She said what? <laughs> oh no! She sucks. It's a compliment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better people. Better than people Anna. than Anna. Anna the zeros. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. What does it take to be better than Anna anyway? Not much. Not a whole fucking lot. So we got. We're moving on now. We got a uh, uh, a new uh, an audio message from an, a, a newer friend of the site. We've been part of the community for a while. How many of you are familiar with our good friend Jet Jaguar on uh, Twitter? I am. You might know him. He's, he's a good fellow. He took the time to send us uh, an audio message, and we're gonna we're gonna do the do the right thing here and have a listen to it. Are y'all ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Last one. I know. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Polly just cracking herself up. <laughs> and it's a bit funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got, I'm composed. Good thing I'm reading this one. Ooh, okay, but no, uh, for real. <laughs> Jet, Jet, Jet said us. Fucking Zach, of course. <laughs> Good timing, as usual. Thank you, Tengu. <laughs> I want to I listen to it again. Why are you so confused by yourself? I'm gonna listen to <laughs> three, two, one. You <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed this one. <laughs> I enjoyed it too. <laughs> I like that we have a jet and a jet storm. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. <laughs> Comic timing. I don't know why that. <laughs> Is that a duck? <sighs> you okay? You okay? I was in the bathroom. <laughs> well, good thing we did it twice. Yep. Okay, so... No. Not, not one more oh, time. I can't take it one more time. No, not one more no, time. Okay. okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm saying, um, 
So we did all three of our segments, and we brought in all four call people. We do still have four more audio messages and, like, six more emails. Yeah. So, uh, Jet, Jet sent us uh, an email. Rhett, what does the email say? <laughs> okay. Hey, Soxcasters, it's your non-duck boy, Jet here. <laughs> Nothing major to say other than congrats on hitting 100 episodes and that Mario Sunshine and Shovel Knight are masterpieces. Don't at me. Boom! I think I would rather play Mario Sunshine. Oh, what the get fuck? the fuck out of here. <laughs> you did it, John. You you saw a hot take and you made it significantly Fucking worse. Shit. You just seized it. You God. <laughs> oh, my God. Has John Fire ever said anything more hurtful on this podcast? That was... Yeah, Christ. What the oh, fuck? I felt that one. The cockles of my heart are not doing well after Boy, that Polly one. was laughing. She ain't laughing no more. I'm not laughing anymore. You done killed the good mood. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. What an asshole. <laughs> you, Johnny, you're fired. <laughs> Just fucking really fire him on the 100th episode. That's what I yep. should do. Jesus He's H. just been keeping the seat warm for Beepner for yeah. 100 episodes. Get back in here, Colin. We know you got a cold, but you'll still be a better host than this fuck mo. <laughs> I've already played Shovel Knight. I haven't played Mario Sunshine. I think it would, I'd have a more... I think you'd rather play Shovel Knight again, I swear rather, to God. Yeah, you would ra- John, you hate Nintendo. True. Hmm. It's like, imagine Mario Odyssey, which you already didn't like, but significantly worse and the camera is awful. <laughs> and you can't control Mario at all. That doesn't sound great. No, it's not. I played it a lot on stream one time, and I hated it. Yeah, the only happy games are Kirby games. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here comes another scintillating take, I take it. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm finishing my second glass of wine now. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I just finished Kirby. the first. I just finished Kirby. Shovel Knight. <laughs> Kirby, Shovel Knight. Kirby, Shovel Knight. It's fine. <laughs> Or what's next? <laughs> what's next? What's next? We have another audio message. Okay. This one coming in from longtime listener, longtime, longtime long yeah. site yep. contributor, uh, Freezing Inferno. Let's see what old Fresno has to say in three, two, one, go. Hello, Soxcast. Fresno here. Congratulations on hitting 100 episodes. That That's no mean feat. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an applause here. Well done, really. I mean, that's been like almost five years. I think I remember listening to one of the early ones on my fall trip in 2014. So five years seems about right. That's a lot of talking about video games and other neat junk and just having a good time with your pals and I was part of it once or twice and it was real fun so thank you for that you know and thank you for being my pals as well that's great so just wanted to congratulate you on that and uh, to give you a bit of a jumping off point for discussion here's a little uh, listener question out of all your 100 episodes what moments stand out to each of you 
as particularly memorable. So, uh, yeah. I will head off for now, and uh, good luck. Here's to another 100 episodes of uh, this stuff. Bye, y'all. Thank you, Fresno. Okay, that's a good question. Horny John was formative. Horny John was definitely... You, oh guys remember, you guys remember that time I made that recording of duck sounds and said it was Jet? That was a pretty fucking good moment. I really oh liked God. that one. I think... Okay, when I think about... When I think about it, all of the stuff that I think is great about this dumb thing, it's always the moment where somebody loses their shit over something. Yeah. Like, there was a... Um, the first one that I can remember off the top of my head is when we were doing Game of the Year for the first time, I think, and mm-hmm. one of Jetstorm's entries. Are you? I can't believe you're thinking of the same moment I was. Yeah. yeah oh my like, god. This is literally Rhett what I was going to say. was trying to read the title and literally just dies in the fucking middle of it. <laughs> it was something about little girls saving the world through the power of song, and I, for some reason, at that point, that made me laugh. Ho ho! This sounds so ridiculous. But now, like it's five like, years later. Yeah. I think it was Ars Tonica or something. Ars Tonelico. Ars Tonelico, and it had yeah. a really long title, and then, gee, you just died in the fucking I middle. I fucking could I, yeah, I was, like, laughing so and I felt so bad, because it basically was me laughing at the same description. <laughs> I was, like, literally crying, though. Um, another moment for me, personally, is you can kick a can. <laughs> <laughs> that literally destroyed me. I oh don't. Really, I really liked. I really liked Polly ragging on Silent Hill. That was good. <laughs> um, Just the energy there was very fun for me. And and uh, I guess the only other the other one I could think of where we we killed Rhett was um, mm-hmm. we had Ashley on and I texted her in the middle of the show. And then she started. Oh my god! And then she started reading the text, which was just poop, poop, butt farts, poop, farty butt, what? poopy farts, and Rhett just fucking dies for five minutes. I don't even kind of remember that. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, one of yeah. That episode wouldn't be hard to find because we always had her as a guest uh, the first episode yeah. in December. So cool. But yeah, like I just remember sending her the text, and she was just like, and Polly just sent me a text that's just poop farts. <laughs> Farty butt, poopy farts, and you fucking died. Weird. <laughs> when you mentioned Ashley, I thought your moment was going to be the Segui sequel. That's another good one. <laughs> I mean, there's the first moment where I didn't know how to say Segway, and then we sent that word, we sent the text to Ashley to see how she'd pronounce it. She said Segui. She said Segui too, and it was just like, fuck this. I fuck my life. This is what I do. Playing Saga is like playing chess with a dementia patient. Uh, Samurai Samurai Karasu had a lot of fucking quotables. Oh my god. Yeah. Bye, Pat. Catch you later, Pat. Um, Hey, hey, serious one? Yeah. Tsukihime talk? Oh man, that was a a weird one. (laughs) Yep, that was a... That was was, was a... Especially weird because you had missed the message Polly sent you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then we went on break and you just like had this 
revelation of like, that oh, this wasn't okay. Oh, man. So that was just like, that was like we us doing a podcast where we were like on on kind of shaky terms for a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit. Like, uh-huh. And then working through it afterwards. And that was really nice to me, yeah, I thought. Lots of drama behind the scenes nobody knew mm-hmm. about. We went into that podcast. We did it. We did it like professionals. Nobody knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it wasn't obvious at all. It, was, it wasn't just the fact that John was completely oblivious to an issue that had transpired. <laughs> so that was nice to me, was figuring, was working through that. Yeah. What, 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 uh, man, there's so much. I remember at one point I was trying, I was like collecting funny moments from episodes because I, I told myself that at the end of episode 100 I would include like a uh. clip show of funny shit, but I just kind of stopped doing it at some point. Mm-hmm. But there were like just like I remember we did it at the end of episode fifty. There was like twenty minutes of just a bunch of shit. I have an idea. You just put the duck segment at the end again. <laughs> I actually, oh man! I searched my email to find the, the list Jetstorm sent that made me laugh so much, and I did find it. And I'm reading it going, I don't know why this made me laugh so much. Yeah, because... the game though. The game though is our our no search plus O to an o, unborn star. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's connected to the Artenelco games. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more interested interested in Undernight in Birth. Latest. <laughs> Unist. Unist. So, uh, any other uh, moments that kind of hop out at you? Just All these kind of. I think early on I freaked out about the Dragon Quest IV final boss being really cool. Yeah. I just kind of, kind of remember that being fun. I like all of the uh, the, the the Dragon Quarter stuff. Uh, it, oh, that was nice. Yeah, just like your general enthusiasm for that game and getting me excited. Like I like I totally <laughs> yeah. turned a corner on that game because my arc with that game was shut the fuck up about this goddamn game, John. To <laughs> hey, John, let me borrow that game. And then, ah. oh shit, this is one of my favorite games ever now. <laughs> that was such a nice time. There's yeah. a bunch of stuff that we all played because of the podcast, like Helen's Mysterious Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that. always a nice one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a completely nice thing. Undertale started Undertale. the podcast. Undertale, which ended up you know, spiraling into a fucking five-hour spoiler cast. Yeah, I think the whole Falcom <laughs> the whole fa- yeah. from the podcast. And I think we kind of owe that one to Iffy, because she's the one that kind of brought yeah. those games to this circle. Um, <laughs> so that like that is entirely her masterwork there, and I will always give her the credit <laughs> for me giving those games you, the true... Really, Iffy, the grandmaster of organizing the Falcom revolution. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of iffy, Neptunia. I think Rhett brought uh, that up on here. Yeah, like Neptunia. Like that was a like I bought that game for Rhett on a lark because I thought, oh, this is going to be absolutely shitty. And then mm-hmm. and then sold. I thought it was kind of shitty for the first yeah hours. for like the first couple of hours, and then you were kind of sold on it. And then it was like, well, what the fuck? Now I have to play it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was your game of the year. And then it was my fucking game of the year. <laughs> wow, sharing art. That's quite the turn. Yep. I have such a bad memory. I'm just like, hey, remember when I talked about Bayonetta 2 on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I sitting here, I was completely blank and now I'm just having like little scraps pop up and I'm just like, oh yeah, it's yeah. nice. Like, it, like, you build a lot in in five years, I think. You build a lot of, yeah. you know, like we've, I mean, look at 
like if you added up every podcast we've done, we've talked, oh my god, we've talked that many fucking hours. Like, yeah, there's going to be so many moments to go back. I think that d- just like us being where we're at now, where this the show is a lot more free form and it's less structured. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that in turn, like, just like that's sort of what allows us to have a lot more moments. I think uh, because when we started out, like this show was heavily scripted in terms of just like we have an outline, we're sticking to it. I'm mm-hmm. editing this thing. Oh my god, I didn't even think we haven't done an outline in so fucking no, long. Like, like we, used, we used to have outlines and shit. Like, um, even when yeah, when it was just first... like us. Bouncing between, I would still do outlines for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. we like, always had a topic. <laughs> yeah, like there were always this is like the contract episode. There were always like like uh, like I would I would I would spend a long time editing each episode. Like I would listen to everything we had just recorded in real time mm-hmm. and edit it down. Whereas now I just mm-hmm. I just make notes while we're recording and I jump to timestamps and make edits mm-hmm. where needed. And like I get these things out like in. 30 minutes yeah. or so after we broadcast whereas like it used to be like I've literally got to sit down tomorrow and edit this I can't do this tonight because I will be up and not be able to go to work tomorrow so yeah there's like yeah editing a three hour plus podcast while listening to it in real time that's gonna take a while yeah it, it, might, it might take like three and a half hours weird yeah, weird <laughs> huh yeah, it wasn't very fun but like well like when yeah, we sort of we know why you really stopped editing it because it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, and you probably would have stopped doing it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yep. It, but yeah, I, there was a period where we slowed, where we just kind of stopped for a bit, and then we got back into it just by making it more fun. Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah, like like we quit. Like uh, I want to say it was either sometime last year or the year before. We we stopped for a couple of months. Well, it was the year before because I was still in Tallahassee. Okay, yeah, because like I was kind of burnt out and I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. And I was just like, why don't y'all go do an episode without me and see how it feels? And I guess they didn't like it very much, <laughs> so we, they didn't do anymore. So then we came back and then it's just like, let's just you know, and we kept doing making things where it's like, okay, we'll change our recording time. We're gonna. You know, we will record on a day where we don't have to worry about something happening the next day, or we'll record mm-hmm. we'll record earlier so that it doesn't feel oh. like you're wasting an entire evening trying to do it. And then it's just when like, did we? Yeah. And when then did we, we start doing these live? And then I think we, that was a big turning. point. That was the big. That's the biggest turning point. Like, and mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly when our first actual live show. I mean, our first live show was actually the. 10th anniversary of the site but in terms of doing that's the other big one i was trying to think of in terms of doing actual socks casts that were just live all the time we started doing that sometime last year um yeah and that was just immediately way more fun and yeah like there was also that time we had guests literally every episode for like eight months Oh boy! No, no offense to them, but it made the episodes real long. Yeah, Colin's yeah. got Colin's got the right idea. The fart sub sound effect <laughs> saved the socks cast. That's the one only... more thing. Yeah, one more thing. Um, we stopped having all of us do all of our stuff in one go. Yes, yeah. That was bouncing huge. it, bouncing it around. Uh, did we not? Oh, I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, that. we would just do. We do a giant bomb style. We would just vomit out for an hour and a half, and then pass to the next person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I know. I honestly forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. Now we just it like, just feels so much immediately better now. Yeah. It's yeah. like a huge immediate turn. You learn as you go. Who knew? So yeah, I guess like I guess like that that would be a moment of like us kind of like 
growing as, as hosts and, and I think being a lot more confident in what we do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that was a good question. I like that. Thank you, Fresno, for the question. It was really good. How you guys feel about an email? I got one. I got, you got one. I got an email from a name that you should recognize uh, from uh, uh, end of the year. We hear from them quite a bit. This is from Dawn1989. I am reading your mind tonight. It's super weird. Nice. <laughs> so, hello, dear members of the Sox cast and John. Hey. Since so you're about to have... Every, every time. Every time it gets it's so good. Since so you're about to have your 100th episode, and I am one of those people who followed you since the first episode, I have to congratulate you to this milestone. Polly, the mistress of fart jokes and protagonist of the best clicker game on the internet, Rhett. Rhett. Creator of the awesome game Hunters, Relic of Stars, and master Aww. of self-control for not murdering Polly for all of her dick <laughs> jokes about him. Why would I murder you for dick jokes? Exactly. Why? Like, I love Rhett's dick. There is nothing on this planet I love more <laughs> than Rhett's big ol' honkin' knob. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and John... The one who has the worst opinions about pretty much all things from Saga Games to Fate series. Boom. Somehow he still I, hasn't I, been fired for that. If that you doesn't, have to have, you can't just have a show without the heel. You know, <laughs> exactly. I feel like I play that role sometimes, and I feel like that's valuable. <laughs> Somehow, I like that one wrestler. That's the heel. Yeah, exactly. That, just that. It was me, right Austin. Here. It's me, Austin! I don't know who that was, but that I, one. Yeah, it was him. That's jo- John is the Vince McMahon of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Somehow, he still hasn't been fired for that. If that doesn't mm-hmm. prove the might of the power of fucking friendship, I have no idea what else can. Also, I'm sorry for using the F word, also known as friendship. <laughs> but, it su- <laughs> but it suits you since you all are such great friends to each other. If I could make a wish for the following episodes, then maybe try to have a few big episodes focused on one game you each like, uh, like you did for Undertale, uh, that turned out uh, just incredibly well. Or maybe try to go at least five episodes without making a dick joke about easier, (laughs) Whichever is easier for you. Uh, well, it's not going to be that latter one. And you Mm. might be, you might be glad to know that, yeah, we, we, we do have, uh, some, bigger episode spoiler cast things in mind. And bigger uh, dicks! And bigger dicks! Just, going just forward. Kidding, that's not that's not possible. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. not bigger than Rhett's. Rhett, dude. I'm gonna build a dick in No Man's Sky VR. Yep. It's gonna look so fucking big. It's gonna be mm-hmm. the swollest fucking Peter you ever saw. I mean, we can make Rhett's dick bigger just, you know... <laughs> Sexually. And, and, and Dawn closes with, Dawn closes with, I wish you all. Through an erection. I wish you all a great time. I, man, we need to get, we need to get Dawn on the podcast just because I want somebody that's gonna just be on the show and continuously <coughs> dunk on John for being the dirge yeah. of Cerberus of the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a specific and particularly mean pull. <laughs> The Mario Sunshine of the podcast. No, man. He like, is the, see, that wouldn't have that would have come from something. The Dirge of Cerberus thing just came out of nowhere. We're the Dirge of Cerberus I of the that. podcast. Holy shit! I'm striking with pure venom. 
And I did, I did that for Dawn. That was for Dawn. That is me giving back to the community. I'm giving, I'm giving the listeners what they want. Excellent. <laughs> That's why I play the heel. I know it's what they want. There you go. John is he's he's sir he's playing his role. He's playing his role very well. Selflessly with aplomb. Selflessly with righteous aplomb. Yep. Right. I have an email to read. You do? Yeah. It's well, from Carmichael McCallis. Alright, well let's hear that email from Carmichael McCallis. Dang That's a that's a lot of A's. A hundred episodes, yo? Yo! Feels like it was just yesterday when I was telling Polly. Damn it, I already fucked it up. <laughs> nice. Alright, clean take. Edit this out, Polly. I'm editing Dang, it right now. 100 episodes, yo. Feels like it was just yesterday when I was listening to Polly tell John that she wanted him to be her pallbearer <laughs> for choosing to play FF8 over Dark Souls 1. There it is! There's oh, a memorable moment. That's a moment. It's, that's a oh real good moment. I want you to be. You're Paul, my pallbearer, so you can let me down one last time. <laughs> it continues. While the Sox community didn't start with the Sox cast, it's become an important part of it, and I always look forward to listening when I can. It's brought me closer to the community as a whole, and has had a pos- major positive impact upon my life. As I've said, dot, 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 said before, my love for Toho wouldn't be anywhere near where it is if it weren't for you guys, and I certainly would have never started Powerless Hakurei Tales if not for the community. Thank you, Polly. Thank you, Rhett. And thank you, John, for all that you do. I know time and time again you've said that it's just a silly podcast and all, but the truth is your podcasts, your games, and your ideas have helped so many people through tough times and better themselves. I appreciate it. And I know I'm not alone on that. At any rate, I'll let you get back to your podcast. Thanks again for the love, the laughs, and for the neps. Always the neps, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you may, the neps are the most important part. <laughs> Heather, who's John? Yeah. <laughs> John. <laughs> putting uh, Yeah, putting fire. Pardon? How much wine have you had, Polly? What? How much wine have you had? How much wine have I had? One and a half glasses. I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, thank you, Carmi. That was a very uh, nice uh, message. Yeah. Uh, something that I like that he touched on. Did we introduce him to Toho somehow? I don't think we introduced him. I think we just kind of stoked that love a little Flame. more. Maybe. I, Toho is a constant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Toho. It's like, imagine... Introducing Toho to Gesh, like yeah, imagine that being the thing that we're known for. That would be a big thing, but no, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw I, a lot of it on the Socks forum. That's right. Remember when we had uh, a forum? Oh my god! Remember when I made everyone's avatars Tohos? Oh wow, <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't it? That was part of our. That was like that was one p- of the first things I ever did on the site. Was just like I'm gonna fuck with everyone's avatar. A good way to introduce <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Here's our new admin. He's not going to abuse power in any way. <laughs> yep, sir. Uh, yeah, yep, Chernomus. Chernomus. Uh, we actually, we called the year 2009 Circle 9. Yep. I remember that. I didn't understand what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a lot of uh, dumb things on the site go. But yeah, something I mentioned, you know, like, 
making people <laughs> feel better through 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 tough times. You know, I've always said that like if anything I do can make somebody like forget about feeling crappy for just a couple minutes, like mission accomplished, mm-hmm. right? Like I think that that's the best that anybody can hope for who, who's embarked yeah. on any any kind of endeavor, you know, creative or just recreational or whatever you want to call podcasting. I don't really know <laughs> what that qualifies uh, as. Art. It's literature. Uh, yeah. Pure fucking art. Yeah. That Toho Avatar thing reminds me of the, my favorite thing I wrote for Socksmart, which was a thing called Toho Avatar Removal Service. The Avatar Service. Removal Service. <laughs> the last line of that. When ordering, please include your forum username <laughs> and which Hitamari sketch you'd like your new <laughs> avatar to be. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, the Socksmart online experience was... Man, that, that was, was like 10 years ago, too. That was... God! That was 2009 or something. Jesus Christ, we're old. You're old. Oh, fuck you. You're old. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna fire you. <laughs> I really am. Oh, God, it was 2009. I nailed it. Oh, it, my April, God! April 1st, c- Circle 9. <laughs> Because we were doing Toho jokes, Circle Nine, ten years ago. Jeez. Oh, it's D Mac in the chat. D Mac is in the chat. D Mac, <laughs> at least the, he's not a hundred. D Mac, the voice of the Socksmart online experience. Yep. Uh, and voice of so many of the dumb things that we've done. Uh, yep. Even though he's I was like watching y'all's Let's Play Project N three three Let's Play just the other day, he's a fucking. Oh this guy is a professional. This guy's a professional, but he's taken time to voice dumb things for me. He appeared in the Hunters Let's Play. Like, yeah, let's give it out. He directed Hunters he direct, entirely. He directed well, Hunters entirely. Yeah. Cool shit. Yep. We love you, D Mac. You're a cool person. Thank you for being cool. We also love you as well, Carmichael McAllis, because you make great art for our video games. Made them real. Oh, right. That's true. Thank you so much for that, Carmi. Yep. Yep. And Taylor. And Taylor, of course. Man, <sighs> every, why, man why is everybody in our community so good? Yeah. Except us. <laughs> except, <laughs> yeah, except us. Like, we don't deserve you Weird. people. We don't deserve y'all. We're garbage. We're subhuman filth. I think I'm pretty great. I'm, I'm pretty much patting myself on the back nonstop. You you pat yourself on the back and masturbate so much that <laughs> yep. it's just... I break my arm and my dick at the same time. Yeah! Is that called a reach around? My skill giving people horrible visual images. <laughs> Very good. <sighs> how about a voice? How about a voice message? <laughs> sure, sure. I got, I got a voice message from our supposedly British friend <laughs> named Rainiac. Let's hear what he's got to say. In three, two, one, get right around. Hello there, Polly Russin John. Greetings from New York. I mean, greetings from West Virginia. I mean, greetings from Hawaii. <laughs> It's like an internalized VPN. I never get the same location twice so people can't track me down. <laughs> Silly running gag aside, though, I wanted to wish you guys a big congratulations for getting to Sotscast 100 and to look back on some personal memories at the time that, for some reason, 
you thought it was a good idea to invite me onto your show. <clears throat> it took a while for the stars, and more importantly, the time zones, to align, but when they did, I had an absolute blast. Most podcasters probably wouldn't have been prepared to rearrange their schedules and record early on Sunday afternoon just to talk to a nerdy Englishman about video games, but the three of you did it without hesitation. Well, I say the three of you. John was actually absent for most of that recording because then I said a real-life commitments were more important that day. Called out. How dare. How <laughs> dare. Called out. Seriously, though, this is a wonderful podcast with a wonderful community surrounding it, and I consider myself extremely privileged to be part of the Extended Socks family. So here's to you, Polly, Rhett, and John. Thank you for providing us all with countless hours of entertainment, critique, and general dumb fun. Happy 100th Sotscast. Here's to many more. Cheers. Man, everybody is so nice. I was, was going to so say, nice. everybody's quietly dunking on John. Yeah, I think that's, that's, my, that's been my favorite part, honestly. <laughs> like, like I said, like, I really just, yeah want to get somebody on who will just spend three hours dunking on john that's all i need in my life like i wouldn't there wouldn't even be anything else to that podcast just like sit here dunk on john for three hours let's invite john's brother on <laughs> that'd probably do it that might do it no you'd have to get both of them on they're both nice individually oh. it's just when they're together oh. that they just tear into me <laughs> What is put me laughing? Oh, good, good. That's what we need. <laughs> Thank you, Raniac, uh, for 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 the kind words. Uh, it was a very fun uh, episode having him on as well. Um, so let's see. Um, what else do we have? We got we we got. Uh, I have an, an email. You got an email? I do have an email. If you want me well, to read that, well, I I think that if you read an email, that that. Just perk me right up. Okay. This comes in from Luis slash Dork. What? Ballas thinks I'm the best. And Ballas <laughs> wrote my fanfic. So okay. they're, they're my best friend. Wow. Continue. Wow, Ballas. <clears throat> Thank you, Ballas. Wow. <laughs> Fucking wow, Ballas. Wow. I'll remember that, you greasy motherfucker. <laughs> Polly will remember that. That's I don't know why. Said. I don't know why you're particularly greasy, but yeah, that's just you now. Mm-hmm. Ballas. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Uh, Rhett, read us an email. Right. You said that you had oh, an email from now, our good now pal. I have to... <laughs> read this while laughing so it's gonna be read harder it. now this read comes it. in from Louis slash door curtain who was in chat earlier Yo. uh the first thing i want to say is once again thank thank this sorry i fucked this up the first thing i want to say once again thank this smps community for being so kind and accepting with me and many other members the second thing I want to say is I've learned a lot and have been able to ask some questions I did not feel comfortable asking in the past because of how real this group is, which helped round me out as a person, got me to understand the world a little better. The third thing I want to say is that while the coming months and all of your next year are going to be living hell due to the political climate, oh, because oh, we're in boy. America. You're not wrong. Yeah. At least we all have each other to make it easier to deal with. The last thing I want to say... Sorry, I should have really read this one in 
that while I don't know how or sh- long or short I can make this email, so I'll cap it off by saying Dollar Tree popcorn bags are so fucking good for how cheap they are, but don't eat an entire ba- half a bag in one day or you'll get sick. Cheers. I think I know what kind of... Yeah, like I think like I've got similar... There's a place that has similar bags of popcorn, <laughs> and it's really good because you buy it for a dollar, but it's this big-ass <laughs> fucking bag... And before you realize it, three-fourths of that bag is gone, uh-huh. and you don't know why. I've Oh, I know why. I mean, I, I haven't figured it out yet. I, I mean, I just, I look, and then suddenly three-fourths of it's gone. If you've got the answer to this, this, uh, this quandary, Rhett. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, Dork Curtain, he finished his popcorn as he was listening. And he doesn't feel sick. It's perfect. He spaced out his eating because it's such a long damn podcast. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's that's understandable. We're already spaced out over here too. Like if you haven't tell, if you can't tell, we are phoning it the fuck in at this point. Oh come on, we're doing fine. I, know. I was spaced out at the break. I you literally one, woke me up. I am one hundred percent. What we're talking about? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding. The I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the email a lot. The patent. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for the kind words, Luis. It was very much appreciated. Yes. Uh, You're super cool. How about... How about... How about... Another audio message? Sure. This one... Hey, it seems like we're really close to wrapping up. I think Getting we're, through everything. Yeah, I think we're about ready to... to, to All right. We're getting ready to wind down, but we got... First, we've I know, got, I'm just surprised. Yeah, I mean, let's enjoy more. the let's enjoy these messages. We are enjoying this absolutely. and do our thing. Exactly. I'm just saying that it did not take seven hours. No, I I had anticipated it taking seven hours, but mm-hmm. it's actually turning into a fairly reasonably sized podcast for what you would expect the celebration to be. Yeah. So uh, our next audio message comes from Raven slash Peaches, who's been uh, a huge part of the Sox community for. Ever, I think maybe like first year. I think that's like a first year draft pick uh, uh, for the site. Like I, I just remember Peaches being a part of the site and the forums forever. Uh, so big shout outs for sticking with us uh, this long. I know I understand that uh, I've got some uh, words to say and, and a couple of game reviews, perhaps. Maybe. Ooh. Let's check this out in three, two, one, go. Hello. I hope you're doing well. I can't do that voice. Sorry. My name is Peaches, <laughs> and uh, this lovely morning, in honor of the big Socktennial Socks cast, I'm going to revisit with you the time I had to eat a crappy burrito because it took the wrong train and went all the way to fair. I'm kidding. It's about two games I like, and how beautifully the sequel flows out of the original. Into the Breach is a game I love, but only in my mind is it a spiritual sequel. It's how they kept everything I love about the previous game, FTL, Faster Than Light, and fixed almost everything I didn't like. The the new one's a masterpiece. Into the Breach... It's a turn-based strategy roguelike where you have a team of three mechs and have to defend a city against evil giant bugs. Rather than a bunch of predetermined missions, the game generates a series of evolving challenges with special goals. 
So you might have to make the strategic choice to lose a skilled pilot by letting them take a hit if it means protecting a special building and getting a bonus for the mission. I've been playing it for a while now, and I'm still surprised at how they make something so simple work. It's all on a square grid, no even diagonal movements, all turn-based, no multiplayer, yet it seems sometimes the strategy can run as deep as StarCraft or XCOM. FTL, Faster Than Light, was a s- similar in that it was a simple strategy roguelike. You had a spaceship and had to navigate through the galaxy with real-time battles. But what was frustrating is that it wasn't always obvious what your choices were. Sometimes it did a good job of tugging your heartstrings, like pirates begging for their lives and offering you ammo and fuel as a bribe to spare them, or blow them up for cash. But it took me many failures to realize the best choices, and a long time to earn any of the unlockable features, which are plentiful, but still pain to get them. Now with Breach, it's still challenging, but you can more quickly make progress in the game, such as going after the final boss level earlier, or trying to grind up for a harder victory. It's a game you can play for a half hour or many hours, and that's saying something given I like to lose myself in any game I even pick up. They're both from subset games, they're on Steam, uh, Golden 5 Sock Recommended. Yep. Next, I'm going to talk about how I stole tea from that one English lady, if I'm not at... Goals. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> Goals. Goals. That's I think I got I think I got ASMR tingles from that. That's intentional. <laughs> that, that, that 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 cut off at the end. Uh, it was uh, an editing issue that I was asked to leave in. So weird. Yeah. Uh, into the, <laughs> the breach. Part? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like was... the way it cut off from the story and then just goals. Weird. Yeah. Goals. I was, I was asked to goals. leave it, so I did. I was asked goals. to leave it, so I did. Um. First of all, yes, uh, thank you again for uh, the game review. Uh, that was, like, fun. Remember when my site did game reviews? Yeah. Who remembers, no. who rem- <laughs> who remembers oh, I rem- those? I remember John re-reviewing Metroid <laughs> Other M. So Polly's original review just wasn't no. It, this Polly's game's actually request. good. This game's good. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm 12 years old. I'm gonna re-review because Polly's wrong about this. I one. was 16. I basically was 12. <laughs> Get, cut me a break. Uh, so who's played? Uh, who's played faster than light? I have. That game's real good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, like I've, I've actually played both of those. I never actually talked about Into the Breach on the podcast, though. Oh dang! Yeah, like Into the Breach is one I've definitely kind of had my uh, eye on because I like yeah. I liked FTL. I, I beat it once. But it feels way more fair. That's good because FTL, FTL is really is not fair. Uh, yeah, that game. It's just like you get to that fucking uh, 
Yeah, the ship. The sh- yeah, you get you get to the first form of the final boss, and you're already it's, fucked. Yeah, you're, you get. It you're takes like fucked a lot. As soon as you're on the same map, is it? Yeah, it is 100 percent luck whether you're winning or not, um, and that's even on easy. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I was at. I think I got to the last form of the final boss on easy, and then I was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, but breach definitely sounds like. They, they, they've kind of learned yeah. they learned a bit about gameplay balance like, it is way more it will show you the results of your action before you actually do it and I think there is a time rewind mechanic oh that's really cool yeah definitely like that I'm definitely on board for checking that game out mm-hmm. yeah I guess I'm just really in a weird place with roguelikes where I'm just kind of seeing them and just being a little bit like, I, you know like uh, I had that yeah. I had that yeah. moment of bouncing off of one just uh just uh, about a, a week ago, actually, and it really surprised me. I was just like, you know, maybe I'm not really feeling this whole roguelite thing anymore. Mm. Maybe I just want to play visual novels and shmops. There's no other <laughs> video games that matter. That's uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's I fair. feel like that gets you everything you need. Yeah, like you get your daily recommended <laughs> yeah. dose of narrative, and you get your daily recommended <laughs> dose of action, and literally that's yeah. all you need from video games. <laughs> just like hardcore straight to the point for both of them exactly it's great but when i'm in the mood for yeah like stuff again i'll die well i'll definitely have my eye out for him to the breach yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah for me it's a lot of like i have limited time so roguelikes are just this void of time basically mm-hmm. where it's just like this could last you like Oh my god, how many hours in Isaac do we have? Like, God, like, yeah. I think I have, like, around 150 on just on Steam. Yeah, just on Steam. Yeah. And I played, like, a couple hundred on PS4, because I platinumed the original Rebirth yeah. on there. And then you played the original Flash version of that yep. game. I've got, like, yeah. those games, when they click, they click insanely hard, but it's so scary getting into them. Yeah. Just being like, this could be the next, like, six months of game for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I think, like, the only one that I played that I felt like I could let go of after I had played what I felt was my fill was, like, Nuclear Throne. And, like, I I beat that a few times and was just like, okay, I I don't need to do that anymore. I'm good. And I feel that the the game gives you that stopping point because there's not a whole lot to really unlock in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I beat that one once and it was like, okay, I'm not even sure if I actually beat it. I think I did. Mm -hmm. I think I got some ridiculously overpowered gun and I just fucking smash that final boss my first time <laughs> feels really I definitely good remember getting to the last area and dying though before the boss Ooh. and then i think the second time i think the second time i got it yeah the throne is a hell of a final boss though it's a really good final boss yeah cool so uh, h- how about it's uh i got an email okay. okay i got an email and this is from somebody who is in the chat tonight so hello <clears throat> Longtime member of the, 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 the community as well. You may remember them from a lot of very verbose forum posts in favor oh, of, in favor of <laughs> Nintendo games back in the day. <laughs> if you know you may also know about the time that they were on our podcast and wanted to tell us how they injured their crotch. And we I cut them off because I was like, Don't tell me about your crotch injury. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> I still love you, but I don't want to know about your weenie injury. Did they oh, also talk about Monster Hunter? They talked about Monster Hunter. I, I was considering bringing that up on the memorable moments. They talked about some Monster Hunter. 
Hello, Vanner Orion. This email is from you. Here's what I wrote for your show. Figured it'd be easier to do it like this since I'd just ramble if I did it with audio. Really? <laughs> really? You think you'd ramble? I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm going a little hard here. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking, oh, I'm just fucking with Lots you. of love. I feel a certain kinship with Vanner lately because I've just been like looking at Nintendo shit and be like, fuck. <laughs> Which is the same way Vanner was with Mario Galaxy. And we yeah. were all like, meh. Vanner's such, a, Vanner's such a poopy head. Doesn't like Mario Galaxy, the best 3D platformer of all time. And now I'm just like, I get it. I get it, dude. I'm sorry. No, I, I feel you. Um, I fucking feel you. History has... <laughs> Maybe history has proven Vanner right. I was about to say, history has proven Vanner. I'm the rebel then, because I'm like going more into Nintendo than ever before lately. Yeah. Go for it! Live your bliss! Live your, live your best life. Hashtag right. Vanner was right! Hashtag Vanner was right! Hashtag Vanner did nothing wrong! Oh my god... <laughs> Okay, okay. Also, okay, okay, this is where he wants me to email him back to tell him that I got it. Uh, I got your message. Uh, Okay. Well, if I didn't really want to record anything, so I figured I'd just type it out and try it. Try to keep it concise. Concise. That's how... Okay. Ace Combat 7 is awesome, and its soundtrack is amazing. How people feel about Nier Automata's OST is how I feel about AC7's music. Event with the story being... Even with the story being combined with disjointed and half-baked, I tried real hard not to cry at the very end of the game. Oh, yeah, I... Why would you try not to cry? Oh, yeah, I finally got a PS4. I haven't finished East 8 or Nier Automata yet, but I've dug the hell out of both of them. Those are good choices, sir. They are good-ass games. Those are very good-ass games. I've been working a lot more outside this summer, and while it's not hard, and while it's not hard as it is tedious, I've been listening to your podcast more to help me get through it, and it helps a lot. You're welcome. Nice. And, and in fact, your last few podcasts I've listened to you talk about games I just bought or were thinking about buying, like Valhalla or 428 Shibuya Scramble. Un- again, fine choices. So that's nice. been pretty interesting to listen since I'll eventually finish. <clears throat> since I since I did eventually finish watching Kanan. Again, another fine choice. Boys, <laughs> man, when did Vader get such good taste? <laughs> it's like a revelation. Vader always had good taste. We just didn't know. We weren't think... ready yet. Also, oh, hey, what? I backed the Kickstarter for probably the first, first, last, and only time. Gunsmith Cat's Blu-ray transfer. I support this. Uh, Kickstarters uh, are great. It's about to come out. Uh, maybe we'll get a proper anime adaptation of the manga. No, we won't. I've also been rereading through <laughs> Planetess. Uh, which, as a nice, hard sci-fi comic, it doesn't overstay its welcome before concluding. I can't say the same for the TV series. Just my opinion, though. And I like it more than I did when I first read it. I'd check it out if I were... Yeah, like, yeah. He'd check it out if you all have any interest in that sort of thing. Planetess, like, don't watch the anime. It's way too long. Is that you saying that, Polly? That's me saying that. Okay. Anyway, I just want to say, I just want to say that I hope you all are doing well. Not just the podcast, but oh, everyone... But everyone else that is slash was in this little group that contributed to the website. And I look forward to listening to you all randomly insert fart noises into your podcast in the future while John tries to talk about the latest new saga game. What the fuck is Planetess? Uh, it's, Planets. it's a good premise that, like... It, no, the, no, I know Planets, I just... It's Planets, right? No, I think it's Planetess. Planets sounds better. No, it doesn't. 
Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, though. I, you were saying planetess, and I was just like, what "The fuck is that?" <laughs> oh. uh, I'm sorry, I busted your balls a little there, Vader. You know, it's all in good fun. Uh, you know. Yep. But uh, yeah, yeah. I just say planets. That was, yeah, you, you're doing. You, you, you're looking into some real good games there. <laughs> you're in for some real good times, like with Near and East Eight, Four Twenty Eight. Valhalla, like you, you are not going to go wrong a, with any that. Of is these. a Sox cast approved list for like, sure. That is just like top to bottom the good shit. Like you, you, you just tapped into the well of the good shit, and you're not leaving. Like that's good shit. <laughs> okay, so what else do we got? What else do we got? We've got. Let's see. Do we? Ha- we've got an eighth audio message. Yep. This will be our final audio message of the evening. Uh, this one is going to be brought and to us. And I see us, them in chat as well. And I get, they've been in chat as well. And hey, there's 50 bits. <laughs> there's the fart that we needed. <laughs> but I'll go ahead and read this one. Y'all are kind of the biggest influences on me trying new games I wouldn't ordinarily look into, like Neptunia, Trails, Toho, Helen's Mysterious Castle, etc. Thank you so much. And no, thank you, Gemini, for being a cool part of our community. So, we've got we've got our final audio message of the evening. It is brought to us by our good pal, Poncho Smith, who's always here, or in our streams, or somewhere there. He's always there showing support and love, no matter what. Uh, he's always there making references that nobody but me and him get uh, to obscure 90s music and what have you. Uh, but, he has brought to us tonight our second musical selection of the evening. <laughs> um, this one is also <laughs> weirdly uh, named after me. Um, so everybody, please uh, get your ears ready for uh, Poncho Smith's rendition of Polly Soxcast Mix. Three, two, one. Polly's playing Contra We know that she don't need no code Gonna get that spread gun Kick Red Falcon in his choke Don't be me Polly please Last me Spacer beam Keep it to yourself You're not dreams Scream, got enough, honey. 
Polly said Polly's got a podcast That she does with John and Red John has got the hottest takes Red has got a real, real big dick Don't be mean Polly, please Blasting me Spacer beam Poncho Smith here. Happy 100 episodes, everybody. Oh, man, that's real good. That's real fucking good. Also, I want to say, best use of the word chode in 2019. (laughs) Absolutely fucking beautiful. Thank you, Poncho. We have such fucking talented listeners. I know! Also pulling that song. God damn it. so happy. <laughs> uh, I will also be making uh, Poncho Smith's A Poly Socks Cast Mix available for download with the archive as well when this uh, episode goes up. So Very good. Yeah. Uh, thank you again, Poncho. That was absolutely <sighs> fucking amazing. Uh, just all of the fucking references there. Literally yep. every single one of them. <laughs> just so good. Like the, the Red Falcons chode. It's so good. <laughs> Those were good. I'm not gonna lie, though, the first time I listened to this, and like the, the Ether's Dead, the first time I heard that, I just oh, I, yeah, I, got I, had me. To, I had to stop and laugh. I had to stop the fucking song and laugh. That one broke me. I had to laugh real hard at that. <laughs> oh man, like everybody, like I don't know if yeah, like Pontro Smith asking in chat, do people even say chode anymore? I don't think so, but that's why I love it so much. <laughs> Oh, man. We have such a beautiful fucking audience. I swear to God we do. Yep. Uh, So, I believe we have one more email uh, to kind of round things out in terms of all of our listener content for this evening, and I believe John Thayer, you've got that one for us? I sure do. What this do you got? from Eleanor. I gave it to John because it's the mm. long one, and I didn't want to read the long one. Oh, I right, here, let me take a big old sip of water. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, all you gorgeous purveyors of fine taste in both socks and video games. Eleanor, a.k.a. Listening Garden here, and wow, is 100 a big number or what? I mean, maybe it seems minuscule compared to the estimated yet unconfirmed size of Rhett's dick. But you know, though not nearly as large of a number, looking back, it's crazy to think that I've known you all for over four years now. Ever since resident art bitch Sayara introduced me to the podcast community, (laughs) I felt welcomed right away. In that time, I've met a lot of cool people in the SMPS umbrella with amazing taste in music, excellent taste in cute women... 
ones who made their own dang video games and just experienced a whole lot of love and support from people I'm glad to call friends. We're here to celebrate a major milestone for the podcast, but that doesn't just mean celebrating the discovery that we can manage to count triple-digit numbers. It's about the genuine, heartfelt people who came together and made something beautiful. Very rarely can you find so many perspectives and take so hot they could power fusion reactors that are heard out, talked through, and respected. It's that willingness to let each person speak their mind regardless of if they're unable to enjoy a beloved classic game or gushing over this season's latest trashy anime that speaks to the authenticity we live by. I treasure that. A lot. And I think everyone else who tunes in, tweets, or drops by the Discord feels that as well. For our three hosts, just take a look at all the super wonderful people who are drawn to you and stuck by you through all the years. You made this mess, and it's a sexy one. And we all keep coming back to each other, day after day, episode after episode. Anyway, I want to keep it uncharacteristically short. Despite being a classic lit-style, overly verbose bitch. (laughs) Your throats are going to be torn raw trying to get through everything tonight. I just want to give my thanks, even if it's always been there, unspoken, for giving us a wonderful collective to get through this hell of a life together with. (laughs) To everyone, listening or no, I appreciate all the times we've had together and look forward to keeping that number rising. Kind of like video games. Yeah! We like making the numbers bigger and the bars fuller. For now, let's enjoy this episode's slow descent into madness together. (laughs) The only community and podcast that really, actually loves you. I wanted to end on that email because I Aww. feel that it's the nicest sentiment that uh-huh. it's, it's quite literally right back at you, motherfuckers. You know, like, uh, that's really nice. And, and all of the nice things that came in really do kind of go double and, and bounce back to everybody in the community that's been, you know, in and out of the site over the years, on and off the Discord or in or around Twitter, coming to chats, coming to streams. Whatever it is, and you know, like there's just always a, a warm, accepting community there um, of people that I feel genuinely care about each other, um, and 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 generally want to help in any way they can, or just are there to put a smile on somebody's face if they're feeling like shit. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like the strongest suit that this uh, uh, this little community has kind of built over the course of its existence even longer than the podcast has existed it's still kind of more ties back to like this is just a community with a strong foundation um of a lot of good people that kind of found themselves (laughs) amazingly in the right place which rarely fucking happens um, but I'm thankful that it has, and I'm thankful for each and every one of you that have come out and made every one of these episodes wonderful. If you've ever downloaded us or given us a shot or just like you needed a laugh to get through your day and we were able to provide that, like that, that's like all of the, 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 the good stuff in the world. And I think that's the kind of thing that means the world to me is of just like, Hey, you make somebody feel good and that's really all you can do. Is just, just try try to be good to one another, everybody. That's that's right. And, and of course, I will uh, an extra special thanks to the two people who help make this uh, whole thing kind of work. Because I couldn't very much turn on a stream and make this work by myself the way that it does. I need the dynamic 
of the two best co-hosts anybody could possibly ask for, um, Rhett and, and Colin. They really do. <laughs> they really are the absolute best when it comes. <laughs> I actually, I can't believe I keep think, knowing the joke you're going to say before you say it. It's so weird. You're finally fucking tuned in. I'm so into it. I was like, yep, me and Deepner. <laughs> no, I, I love the shit out of John, too, and he knows it. Yep, um, I sure do. But yeah, like, uh, this podcast wouldn't work without you guys. Uh, and uh, the fact that we are still here doing this, and the fact that two weeks from now we will be here doing this oh, again... Nah, like, we're, we're... Nah, I'm kidding. We're actually doing this again tomorrow. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna do a regular we're just gonna do a regular episode tomorrow. So I mean, I've got like four more things to talk about, so I actually could. <laughs> I literally couldn't. I have nothing else. Okay, so anyways, I played Dishonored two, <laughs> and then I played uh okay, I forget. You can talk about House of Fata Morgana. Maybe House of Fata Morgana. Uh, I played Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, the mm-hmm. remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just blowing the entire load before next episode now. Yep. What the hell with it all? But yeah, um, I guess we're going to go ahead and start winding things down here. That is the last of the listener content. Uh, It's been absolutely great uh, hanging out with everybody here tonight. Y'all have made this just like... (laughs) It's been nonstop laughs. Uh, It's been... I mean, I guess what most would call a disaster of an episode because there's just been no real structure and it's been total <laughs> chaos the whole time. But God damn it, it's so worth it and it's been uh, a hell of a good time. Uh, and all of the farts that just keep happening. Thank you to Tinger Gemini, a fluffy dog, and everybody else that has contributed tonight. Uh, it's been. <laughs> it keeps happening. Scoops 10. Uh, and, and, and thank you, everybody, for sending us emails, sending us voice messages. Uh, this stuff was really fun to interact with. Uh, we'd love to do more stuff, I think, along these lines in the future, maybe incorporate these kinds of things uh, a little more in the future to, to get everybody a little more involved, even if we don't, like... Even if we're not doing, like big long guest episodes these days maybe we i think that we've kind of found a way to maybe pull more of your voice into the episode um when those especially we know we're going to talk about something that someone we know has like exactly like yeah like we finish the next we finish do the easy nine episode and if he can send in an email with hey here's here are my thoughts you're out yeah, so That'd we'll, be lovely. we'll definitely be working more on that kind of stuff uh, going forward that you can look forward to in, in, in our post-episode 100 world that we're going to be officially entering in two weeks, which, again, that number is still fucking crazy to me. It's still fucking crazy that it's it's five fucking years of, of doing this, and, man, we, we survived a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she hated y'all. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. The feeling was always mutual. Yep. It yep. was always mutual. Anytime we knew she was going to be on, it was just literally me gritting my teeth. <laughs> it's over. Just let it's it all over. out. <laughs> uh... 
So with that, we will, with that, we will close the chapter on the first 100 episodes of the Sox cast. Hey, maybe. Oh, I like that. Maybe. I like the swagger. Maybe we've got another 100 in us. Who knows? Oh, Who knows? Will we be here? Like, will we decade. even be alive in five years? Will this world even make it five years? <laughs> no. Spoilers. We're all dying in two years. What happens in two years? I don't know. We're, we're going to fuck it up, though. You know it. Let's let's just keep on living as long as let's, as long as it's feasible. Live as long as it's feasible, and then uh, give up at the very last minute because like uh, yeah. probably it probably hurts to be you know have it have a you know nuclear poisoning so that I yeah that's probably what'll happen right. <laughs> I mean, if a nuclear blast killed us all, that would be a little bit like, okay, so I guess the global warming thing didn't really matter anyway. Yeah. That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be okay with that. I'd be down with that. I, honestly, the best thing would be if a meteor hit, because then it'd be like, hey, we couldn't have done anything. It's fine. Yeah, like, it's literally out of <laughs> our hands. It doesn't matter. We're did, we did okay. Yeah. We, we did okay. That's humanity's final statement. We did okay. <laughs> We swung at the meteor and missed. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm happy to continue. I'm happy to continue socks casting with y'all until Judgment Day. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think that that's the contract we, we ended up signing. Excellent. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start winding things down. John Thire, where can the internet at large find you? <laughs> faraway.times.itch.io I have a new shmup out it's called Expanse it's very good and fun Polly's the best at it it's about not wearing pants Expanse Expanse <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's recurring more than people saying there's a sci-fi show called that and I'm like I don't fucking give a shit about the sci-fi channel yeah like my joke is way better than Expanse an awful... X Death's pants the Expanse <laughs> <laughs> Rhett, where can the internet at large find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash Rhett, because I'm never updating my website You're never going to fucking do it, are you? You're never going to fucking no. do it. It's just fuck, like, we're giving up that dream. Episode 100, he finally just admits, I'm fucking no, done. No, no, I'll do it someday. I, I had the dream of uploading the source codes. To, oh, I uploaded the source codes to all my games also. Yeah. But I had that dream for like five years, and I finally just did it. <laughs> See? I will never make Mac games. Okay, you can you can play several of them on Mac. You can play... Spider's Hollow. You can play um, Atop the Witch's Tower. You can play both Her Lullaby and Afterward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Are Mac games not real games, John? Mac's ecosystem is just miserable. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> kind of yeah. like their phones. And, I, and I've, oh, had, I've, I've played some of my Game Maker games using wine, like, no problem. Just, just saying. D Mac with the share now too, Jesus! Oh, look at all the love! Look at all the love! You've all have been amazing. Holly's like looking at her bank account after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> God, so much! I'm gonna have to split this one three ways. <laughs> oh my God! Um, you do you do all the editing, Polly? Trust, trust me. You do the like. I know it's it's minimal now, but you built the site. You yeah. do the editing. You do a lot of extra work that we don't have to do. We just tune in and it's ready. And we just fucking talk about animated video games. And god damn it, I deserve all the moon pies I buy with that Twitch money. Yeah. I'm very okay with that. <laughs> and they, in the end, they win. But uh, we absolutely love you all. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for downloading and listening. Thank you for letting us continue to do what we do. 
because we'd still do it even if you told us we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, most importantly, especially in these moments like this, when we're all together celebrating and spreading the love, remember we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.